0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I
2: want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was
1: that
0: supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here.
3: Why would they do that?
2: Do you have any freaking game?
1: Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
4: Welcome in to,
1: hey, a Victory Wednesday
4: of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can still find us on 1250 and 930. Also online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. We hit the uh, over 2K mark yesterday, so thanks to all of you. And if you have not subscribed yet and you're watching, uh, hit that sub button. Give us a like and uh, do the same on Facebook. We had a lot to talk about on this Wednesday because there's a lot going on. We are 48, 53 hours away from kicking things off, East Carolina and cincinnati friday night in uh in cincinnati and we will be with you four o'clock friday on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to the kickoff we'll have a fun friday show just as we did a couple of fridays ago leading you up to ecu byu uh so looking forward to that we've also got basketball to recap about those freaking pirates with a win last night one and oh mike schwartz undefeated uh, in his tenure at east carolina after- how about those
3: friggin' pirates? thank
4: you mike i want mike and mike to hit a freaking pirates in stereo uh great win last night we'll talk about it pirates got down by 16 but they do what they do no matter who the coach and players are they don't get blown out a lot at home they fight back and we have seen a lot of comebacks in Minji's and saw a great one last night uh we will talk about that a lot on today's program with steven Igo, hoist the colors he'll join us coming up at 3 30 at 4 30 we'll talk to patrick mason from the daily reflector uh covering pirate hoops and also he'll be on the road uh in cincinnati this weekend so we'll talk to patrick about it jeff charles was on the call last night uh talked to jeff briefly here in the pirate radio studios about brandon johnson and his performance from deep and Jeff said uh, he he didn't really see that coming, and he asked Brandon about it after the game. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get some insight on what Brandon Johnson had to say to Jeff Charles after the win last night. What a performance by B.J. Javon Small as well. So Jeff will break that down and get you ready for East Carolina and Cincinnati. And throughout today's show, we got a lot of audio to get to on our Flight by Yingling practice report. We've got Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, also Mike Schwartz from last night. Uh, and some player interviews uh, on the football side of things including noah henderson uh pre-washington and others so uh we'll get to all that today busy show fun show winning is a lot of fun and the pirates win one last night at home in mingy's unfortunately i was not there to see it but chandler did a life swap with me and uh sat with my folks how was the? Uh, how was Section Two Thirteen last night, Chan Man? Section Two Thirteen
5: was amazing. I have missed it. It's been a long what seven months since we've been in Section Two Thirteen. Didn't start the year in Section Two Thirteen last year. I do remember last year going to last uh, to the opener uh, in Menji's Coliseum last year, and I actually got a video on. Uh, I had a memory pop up from. Where we, me, you, and Billy Weaver sat together. Yep. Uh, those seats, courtesy of Brown and Wood at the time. But uh, the crowd last night compared to the crowd uh, in the opener last year was just like night and day. And I think I heard John Gilbert in the post game celebration for Mike Schwartz's first celebra- uh, celebratory locker room. I think he said there was like around a thousand more fans me. Uh, at this uh, at this opener than last year's, and it really was. There was a lot of gold. I know. Mike Schwartz uh, kind of preached that he wanted a gold out. Uh, the Pirates uniforms look good in gold. The uh, the fans in the lower bowl, the students, was a great show out. I know that he really wants these students to show out and Minji's each and every single night or day that they play. And they did show out yesterday, and all of Pirate Nation showed out. But uh, it was great to be back in Section 213 with your mom and, and pops and, uh, and some other folks in there too. It, it wasn't an empty section like we usually are used to it. Uh, there was actually some other people in there. But uh, Menji's was rocking last night. It wasn't rocking early on in the game as the Pirates found themselves down 16 early with only 10 points in like 10 minutes in the first half. But defense clamps down. Brandon Johnson and Javon Small take over. And Mike Schwartz is
4: 1-0. What were your thoughts on the game last night? Let us know on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And we'll get your uh, comments here on the show so again uh prior engagement chandler so in the first half i was just following the score app basically i didn't watch any of it was able to uh catch some of the second half and then finally uh watched like the last 10 minutes of the game so by the time i started watching east carolina had just about completed the comeback got their first lead and we're looking pretty good but what happened pirates were they cut it to nine uh at the end of the first half i say cut it to nine because they were down by as much as 16 so what what was going wrong in the first half that went right uh in the second frame for East Carolina to get the win? I think there was just more rhythm
5: and offensively. I don't think they could find a rhythm early on in the in the basketball game. There were missing shots, shots that they should have made. Defenses, there were some defensive breakdowns where they were getting some easy buckets uh, underneath the basket. Uh, I did not know this, and we found out quickly when we entered Menji's Coliseum. But Mercer has a seven foot two guy, a big man under the basket. Craig. And um, uh, let's see, what is his name? Craig. Was it Craig? Did I make that up? David Craig. Craig. Yes, sir.
4: David Craig, seven foot two.
6: Craig, he, why are you so tall, Craig? He he only
5: finished the night with nine points.
4: He had him well, He must have had him early because all I heard about was this guy. And then when I saw him play, he didn't he didn't do too. He missed so, some bunnies and,
5: yeah, and he had some blocks. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I think that's what the Pirates went into halftime. You know, with that kind of game plan for the second half is to clamp down on David Craig, who was a problem in the first half for the Pirates. But um, I tell you what, I tell you, there was a defensive momentum. Where the pirates just found a way to kind of you know clamp down, get stops, and then it kind of transition into offense. Which when Mike Schwartz got here, he wanted to clamp down on defense. He really wanted this team to kind of you know hang their hat on defense and then transition that into offense. And I think that's what you saw in the second half. And just Javon Small made a step back three, which I think kind of sparked everything in the second half. But. Um, And Luigi got some more time. He didn't start yesterday, but he did get some time and made some great defensive plays under the basket. Um, But uh, Pirates just were able to find a rhythm offensively and start making their shots, get some stops on defense. And I think it all starts with that momentum that they got right before the buzzer at the halftime, where they had like three steals in a row. Pirates were able, just like that, to get six points. And I kept telling your dad, I was like, if we can cut this to single digits (laughs) – then we're in this thing how many times
4: have me you or my dad said that it's, anybody, it's
5: anybody's ball game
4: look if they can get this to 11 if they can get this to seven just get this to five you know that's it seems like we're always climbing uh up the hill but it was good to see the pirates get up that hill and get the lead and hold on to it uh christian says defense wins championships talk about how he started defending the three-point line he said much better rebounding in the second half as well
5: Absolutely, and uh, because they were able to get some offensive uh, offensive rebounds, it says uh, second chance points for Mercer was sixteen, and I think a lot of that came in the first half, and you know Pirates were able to get uh, on on the glass and get some rebounds and stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, Pirates just that tells you a great uh, Mike Schwartz was able to go in. At halftime, make the adjustments that he needed, and then Pirates were able to come out and, and kind of start shooting better and playing better defense, and they got the job done.
4: Brandon Manning says the coach is intense. He said we also have the, oh my gosh. the best hype man on the bench with a James Harden-type beard. You I know, know, I know exactly who to? he's talking okay. about.
5: I don't know his name, but I know exactly who he's talking about. I did see him up and about and being very uh, – uh, being very excited uh, most of the time. But Mike Schwartz, uh, not like a Joe Dooley, who's more kind of sitting down and – or not standing he, – He he's uh, – he, oh. sta- he, he stands up and nah, Mike
4: – Joe's pretty intense.
5: Joe's intense, but he was like, intense. Mike Schwartz is constantly, constantly moving around. Uh, he's got the Steve Logan crouch where he's, like, crouching down most of the time. Uh, got upset a few times. There was one time he was just mad as fire – Uh, I believe there was some uh, missed charge calls. There was uh, actually a few last night, and one of them, he was very upset. But yeah, Mike Schwartz, very passionate in his first game for the Pirates.
4: Mike P, uh, fashion analysis says he liked the white quarter zip and gray pants that the staff had last night. All right, Mike. Look good. Coach good. Feel good. Play good. All that. Uh, Mike P also says Chandler is right. The offensive rhythm once they got got that they look much better defense seemed to be somewhat solid throughout and can't say enough and and boy this is this was great to see Brandon Johnson and Javon Small be the guys and and the third the player with the third most minutes last night was R.J. Felton who was in the starting lineup and was able to uh to get in the stat sheet and hit a big three late in the game where the pirates had uh, some great rotation, uh, extra pass, find the open man, knock down the three. Uh, that was a big shot. So those are your your returners, along with Luigi, who played just about nine minutes. Um, but to have those guys be your your leaders, uh, I mean that is huge because Mike Schwartz didn't recruit him, he didn't bring him in, but he said the two visits here to Pirate Radio that those guys bought in right away. And became their leaders, and they are in their second year in the program, still younger guys. Uh, but now these newcomers are going to have to follow them, and and you know you've seen it where newcomers would come in that were recruited by this coach, and jealousy would form from the guys that were there before and all that stuff. But that's not the case because your leaders are the guys that were here a year ago when Mike Schwartz wasn't here, Brandon Johnson and javon small but brandon johnson looked like a different guy he put up some threes yesterday i asked jeff this like did you did we know this was a thing brandon john and i guess jeff said that uh brandon told him right after the the season last year he started practicing outside shots and and uh extending his uh his range and it showed off last night he took six threes he made three of them (laughs) and uh, it's just something we didn't expect to see he had seven rebounds 24 points for brandon johnson last night and javon small jeff echoed something i've been saying he said javon looked very tentative last year and i agreed i said that numerous times last year that when the game was in doubt it just seemed like he was nervous to make a mistake but when the game wasn't on the line uh he played with uh, he was relaxed and played without pressure and looked like a good basketball player well last night it was balls to the wall. It was it, no intimidation at all. Nope. Confidence, uh, just straight confidence. He showed it with the crossover step back three. Nothing but the bottom of the net gave me chills. He yoked on a dude.
5: Baseline, like, baseline. He, he
4: like a different player. Yeah, and it was uh, it was awesome to
5: see. I think he's just taking that role, I, and that's probably something Mike Schwartz came in here and said, "Hey, we need you back here. We need you to take over." that leadership role and to show these guys the ropes for ecu basketball and man what a great start for javon small last uh last night he had the workload last night for the pirates he he played almost the whole game only three minutes off from playing the whole game he had the workload last night eight for 14 from field goal uh range uh three point you know three of the of his three pointers one of them being that step back which was nasty and then uh, he was awesome at the line, only missed one at the line, four for five there. But Javon Small really off to a great start this year. And if he's going to be that guy, that's a good way to get started uh, in the Mike Schwartz era.
4: All right, Alex says the hype man on the bench is Reggie Williams, former Bobcat, Fly, uh, or a former Hornet. Okay,
5: was, that's not who I thought it was last night, but. Uh, that's what
4: Alex said. Okay. Uh by the way when I went to Minji's Madness I said well that guy's our best player he was just raining threes unfortunately he's not a player he's a part of the staff he's the Bobcats legend I don't think he missed a three pointer uh when they were shooting around at Minji's Madness um Christian says he uh, he loved how they started to the double down on Craig causing him trouble underneath the basket Joe says look at three point percentages in the first half Mercer was on fire um he says uh adam says clip does this one game change your mind on the win total for this year nah i had ecu <laughs> yeah what 14 13 wins i think i had 12 um uh, yeah let me see a little bit more uh, but that i mean that was a quality win last night mercer is going to win some games this year uh but just for the pirates to win their first get some confidence was uh absolutely awesome uh jack dover says Luigi is my spirit animal jr said did anybody expect 150 plus points to be scored i did not uh no jr i did not either uh, i was what was uh, the over under was it at like 144 I, I couldn't have been that high I, I mean but yeah i did not expect that many points um alex said wait it could be keith pew i was just assuming reggie my fault so if you know who the bearded hype man on the bench was please let us know i
5: love a good hype man on the bench you gotta
4: have it man the bench is a huge part of college basketball Uh, to provide energy to provide celebrations all of the above and it's going to pay out a
5: lot when you're on the road and especially on the road in the conference play where there's hardly anybody there
4: Uh, those types of guys are going to give you the energy that you need so again i was checking the score app early and i saw winston Tabb scored early but that was his only bucket. He had two points in the game last night, only played eight minutes. So, uh, what did you see uh, from Winston Tabs? Uh, I, I look, I'm just glad he was able to get on the court. I was
5: just about to say, I was just glad to see him out there and get some action. I think it's just, I, it looks like a guy that's been out of basketball for a couple of years, that he's going to have to get some rhythm back. Uh, but I, it, it is glad that he was able to see the basketball go through the hoop at least one time last night. And I think the more he plays this year and kind of gets his feet back under him, He's going to be playing better. But, uh, I mean, you think about Winston Tabs, it dates back to when he was at Boston College with these injury issues. And, uh, I mean, he's been out of basketball for about a year and a half. So, he just needs to get back into a rhythm. And I think Winston Tabs is going to do that because he was a special player in the ACC at Boston College.
4: Uh, Josh says the total was 137 last night going into the game. Drew says everyone is wondering. I'll ask, why are the students not on the TV side? We talk about this every year.
5: Every single year. Every
4: home game, every year. It has something to do with like coaches' families, the, the families from opposing teams, which barely even bring anybody. I, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it feels like we're the only ones that like try to enforce this rule or this. I don't even know if it's a rule, but. Where you don't have the students behind the opposing team's bench because of their friends and family or some crap? I don't know. It, well, when I was, in, it makes it look like a dead atmosphere. When I was at ECU, we were on
5: the uh, we were on the behind the bench, behind the away and home bench, and uh, I mean, when I was little watching games on TV, I really, I really wish that it was that case last night because that student section, that Menji's Maniac section. Was phenomenal. They were, you know, very energetic, jumping up and down, especially on defense. So it would have looked nice um, on on TV. But yeah, I, I don't understand why they don't do that. And I, I mean, I guess there is no, there's nothing we can do about it. It makes it look
4: <laughs> terrible on TV. It, it just looks like a sleepy environment. And there's also people that with
5: like non-ECU clothes because I, I think I saw where it could be like. There's, I think high school coaches throughout north carolina get like a coach's pass and like a part of that section is where they sit too so yeah. you might see like some people some some uh men with like high school apparel on so I don't yeah know. it's very just, weird it's
4: it's not good aesthetically it's not a good look it makes it look like an awful environment when in reality it's a pretty good environment and there's a lot of action going on where the camera can't see and uh yeah. it, it's unfortunate because you want to show off the the school and the environment and everything, uh, have your best section highlighted, the fans that are actually standing up cheering during a game. It only makes sense. I know there's some dumb reason they do it, but I just uh, – I, or I should say reason. Maybe it's not a dumb reason, but I don't know. Every other college basketball game you turn on has people jumping up and down. Yeah, Ours says people kind of looking around, looking at their phones. Speaking of which, Chandler – Kudos to you for uh, putting your phone down during today's show. Yeah. You you got it in the other room, so it won't distract you today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe not on purpose. I
5: actually went to go grab it, like turn around where I always have it right here, and I was like, uh-oh, and then I look, and it's right there beside you. So. Yes, it is. But that's, that's fine. I don't need to be distracted. But Christian on Facebook says that Sean Walker Jr., who was the second-leading scorer last night for Mercer, had, uh, had 25 people – uh, in the in the or excuse me, had thirty fans in one section because he is from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. So uh, yeah, I thought there was a pretty good crowd from Mercer last night. Boy, they you were,
4: turned that eight word sentence into a long one. Sorry. go ahead.
5: Um Anyway, uh, but because there was a times where they would make a basket, and there was a good little eruption there from that section. But according to uh, Christian, it seems like Sean Walker Jr. had some family and friends in attendance last night.
4: Coming up Saturday, four o'clock. The Blue Hose are in town. Presbyterian taking on East Carolina. That is four o'clock in Minji's Coliseum. All right, we'll we'll get back to basketball in a moment. Chandler, do you have your picks ready for today? It is Wednesday. I'm um, sure you've thought about it and have no, them ready to go, right?
5: I, I forgot, but I can I can make a quick pick.
4: While you're doing that, um, we do have some ECU football news. We've got uh, some pirate opponents. Uh, When it comes to the um, conference and the conference realignment, new teams coming in, Uh, we found out who East Carolina would be playing home and away for the next few years. And let me pull that up. I had it pulled up and I got rid of it and now I got to find it again. So 2023, East Carolina will, so the next season, East Carolina will welcome in for conference games at home. Tulsa SMU Tulane Charlotte I I like that I like Charlotte here I like Tulane here SMU just rolled up 77 so those are good home games uh on the road UTSA do they still play in the dome that is a question that I'm asking myself yeah they play in the Alamo dome so that'll be a very unique environment uh, playing UTSA at the uh alamo dome also rice golly rice i always forget rice is joining this conference you can't get much more like i look outside right now it's kind of cool and gray and just kind of dreary it doesn't get much more dreary than a road game at rice there is no excitement you can you can bring to the table when you're playing a game at rice
5: there was literally i think it was 2010 dominique davis was quarterback (sighs) we went on the road to rice and it was like a overcast day there and when i tell you that there was nobody in their
4: stadium yeah this is lame
5: nobody was in their stadium
4: rice nobody uh the pirates will also play at fau pretty sure we lost that game by the way yeah that was wait dominique we lost a skip game there didn't we did we lose a rough game there i know we lost a skip game there maybe i'm
5: thinking of the skip era
4: uh florida atlantic navy the other teams on the away schedule for 23 2024 at home the mean green will come in along with memphis fau and temple uh so the pirates don't play temple next year smu uab south florida and charlotte on the road yeah clip i'm ready for uh all right i just found something wait do you got something for me i do have something east carolina
5: lost to rice in 2010 huh. november 20th
4: 62 to 38 my god uh just so i can also try to look like i'm smart on the radio. Let me see if I can find one that skip lost too. Because I know we
5: beat him at home in 09.
4: Okay. Well, I might be off. Uh Rice and East Carolina. Was it like
5: early skip days? Like maybe oh five, oh six.
4: In two thousand six, Rice beat East Carolina eighteen to seventeen. That was the game I was thinking about. All right. Back to the future schedule um uab seeing them up here i'm kind of ready for some ecu uab basketball like i don't mind uab on the basketball court aren't they they went to the tournament last year i was about to say
5: didn't they go to the tournament
4: no the tournament the tournament they went to the tournament last year uh on the road in 24 smu uab south florida and charlotte they also have
5: a new stadium we don't have to go to was it legion field legion stadium
4: unfortunately we don't play usf next year either Uh, 2025, UAB, South Florida, Charlotte, Navy at home. Rice, Tulane, FAU, Temple on the road. 2026, SMU, UTSA, Rice, Tulane. Who cares? It's a long ways away. Uh, But anyway, there are the home and away for conference coming up the next few years. At Rice just put a big (laughs) cloud over my head. But at UTSA it'll be fun because they're good and they're in that dome. So that's going to be a unique environment. EC will play in, in uh, a few unique environments next year. The big house, the Alamo Dome, cool year for uh, for travel for, uh, for the crew. All right, uh, anything else before we take a break? Let me do a quick Facebook, YouTube rundown, see if anybody's talking. Um, oh, Alex. Uh, so Alex was part of the staff. He was a manager, did some things uh, during the – Lebo era, and he said, Sean Walker Jr. used to come to camps back in the day when he was with the program. Hard to believe he still has eligibility. Oh, wow. They grow up so fast. Uh, Michael Winstead says, going to Rice is like swimming in the sea without any land in sight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just despair and depression and going to Rice. Oh, yeah we got to do a four-hour pregame show for ecu rice
5: y'all had to y'all used to have to do it back in the cusa days and now it's my turn to indulge in it
4: Mm, rice i like uh fried rice i love uh i like chicken fried and i I like americanized chinese uh, food i like dirty but i've been making my own oh we'll get to that in a moment and you just you get some sauces chandler you get um oyster sauce hoisin sauce hoisin uh sesame oil
5: is this what you've been bringing into the studio
4: sometimes and of course your um soy sauce
5: it actually looks really good
4: get that together and uh you make some chicken or uh some steak i've done shrimp i gotta i haven't perfected the shrimp but some good like chicken fried rice man throw some uh onions peas carrots in there that gets me excited playing football against rice does not we should that pregame show just talk about the food rice the entire time we should get instead rice. of the football team
5: we should eat rice from somewhere you like
4: dirty rice
5: huge dirty rice fan
4: now are you saying just bojangles or do you have dirty rice outside of bojangles dirty rice no
5: my mom's made dirty rice before
4: what is, is it like sausage in it yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's good stuff
5: and that's all i could tell you
4: that's all you can tell me
5: i don't know what it, how else she makes it
4: you can't tell me anymore no all right no well, i'm not gonna ask you to um let's take a break we'll come back steven Igoid what hoist the what colors about our picks? Said to join us Shirley, cut the music that's why you're the best in the game <laughs> that's why i need two producers because at all times these
5: are tough picks by the way
4: yeah, I went super lame this week. I'm gonna okay, go and tell you. Okay, I went super lame. Of there's
5: actually a few that I looked at. And I was like, oh, I, I like this is an upset, but the home team
4: is the, the favorite. By the way, yeah, boy, Cliff Brock had Clemson losing last week. Check Oregon State losing to Washington. Check two and week, thirteen and seven on the year. Chandler Honey Buns went Georgia lose to Tennessee. Ah. <laughs> unc lose to virginia which they only won by three <clears throat> but that was a close game that was a close game uh spread wise you won that one. O for two chandler is now 10 and 10
5: i did get a uh message from josh thomas on facebook reminding me of my loss saying that tennessee would go on the road and beat georgia and <laughs> boy was that a schlagging he says i love your passion but those dogs are built different look i just love the thrill
4: you are not singing that stupid song today. Uh, t- you have worn it out. I'm not. Okay.
5: All right, Squealy. All right, well, I, okay, let's be civil here. Okay. Can you let me finish first? Sorry, Molly. I mean, I can just get up and leave.
4: Please. But don't. what I was
5: saying is, I just like to take the thrill. I like the thrill of taking the underdog. Okay. There is no wager in this. I just like to say, hey, this team's going to win.
4: Okay. And hoping I'm right. Fine. Uh, CJ had LSU losing to Alabama and NC State losing to Wake Forest. He is twelve and eight on the year. So this week, Chandler, uh, I am going Lamo. Uh, top ten, I'm going to take Texas to beat TCU. Texas, a touchdown favorite at home, and I am taking Washington to lose to Oregon as my top twenty five team to lose they are 25th in the nation super lame uh those are my picks this week by the way cj is taking tcu to lose to texas as his top 10 pick and ole miss to lose to bama Lama as his top 25 team to lose so he's going lame as well chandler you are not going lame you are mr upset and i cannot wait to hear your picks this week Man, this is uh, this is exciting because
5: I actually forgot to make the picks. But it just takes one or two seconds for me to look at the slate of games on Saturday, and I already see one that I like. Everybody's on Oregon now. Everybody likes Oregon. Is Oregon going to make the playoffs? Are they not? After Washington goes into Eugene and says, uh, "Hold up, hold the phone, we're coming." Oh, you want to say that we're two two touchdown dogs? Where we're Huskies, and we're coming to Eugene, and we're going to slap you in the mouth, and we're going to say, no college football playoff for you. Give me the Huskies on the road at Oregon. Bo Nix going to throw at least three interceptions. Ride it. Washington beats Oregon.
4: All right. Uh, that's how you put them on the table. How about top 25?
5: Uh, let's see. I'm going to go – now, this is this is pretty lame. Maybe it's not lame because Texas is a touchdown favorite i'm going to go tcu that is the opposite of lame i'm going
4: to go tcu and making a statement and putting their name look what chandler's doing here folks he has the opposite pics of me he says clip i see your lame picks this week and i'm taking the exact opposite on them you're calling me out saying i don't know what i'm talking you about. don't know what you're talking about you wow. don't know what you're talking about that is uh, – what a statement you just made on this show, Chandler. You
5: don't know what you're talking about. TCU on the road, they're going to say the college football playoff will have the horn Frogs in it this year, and it's going to be because – and that stamp is going to be made – In Austin, this weekend, I think it's a joke that Texas is a touchdown favorite. Maybe it's not a joke, but TCU is vying for a spot in the college football playoffs. They need a big win. It's getting down to the stretch of things here on the regular season. They say, we need a win to kind of put our stamp on the college football playoff, and it's this Saturday in Austin. TCU goes on the road and beats Texas and uh, pretty much puts them in the college football playoff.
4: Chandler lives dangerously. I love it. All right, let's take a break. Mike P says, during the ECU Rice pregame show next year, we should wear Glenn Rice jerseys while taking uh, talking different Rices during the pregame show. I was a huge Glenn Rice fan when he was a Hornet wearing the 41 in the three-point contest, he was a scoring, a, a scorer, a scoring machine. And I'll I'll rock the Michigan Rice jersey, Chandler. You can get the Hornets, and Shirley can wear Miami Heat.
5: I um I really hate that I missed out on that era of Hornets basketball. Yeah, seemed like a lot of fun. It was,
4: uh, Grandmama. It was. Uh, they had some good players back then. Let's take a break. Come back. Stephen Igo joins us after this.
1: To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre owned vehicles, plus offers service that met to all makes and models in a state of the art facility. You could drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington, or you can go online at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
4: Back with you, Victory Wednesday here. Shirley Rhodes, Man of Chan, and Steven Igo joining us inside the Pirate Radio studio. Igo looks
2: good. That's all matters.
4: He does look good because that is a sweet looking hoodie. Too bad the team blows, but uh it's a good looking Broncos hoodie.
7: It's kind of like a low key Broncos hoodie because it's not orange and blue. It's like gray with the silver logo. So I can really pretend it's like the Aiden Griffin Chargers <laughs> um, if somebody asked me and the Broncos stink. So, yeah. Hey. I think they struggled this year,
4: too. I did see... Uh, uh, this is from the Paul Cornwell, Aiden Green. Ah, there we go. Um, I did see that the Broncos, for all you uniform heads out there, didn't they post something like, uh, yeah, we're, they're back. We're 1-0 and in this combo, oh, so we no. thought we'd run it back. <laughs> they're going white uh, with the blue pants.
7: And it doesn't look terrible from that angle, but from the side where the blue
4: stripes... Y'all have awful stripes on your jersey. The orange stripes, oh, you like don't them match. probably, because they remind you of like Elway winning Super Bowls. I'm to the point now, right? I hate them. I do like the all
7: white with the blue helmet, but I just I'm not a I, they 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 need a uniform refresh in the worst way, man. It's 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 long
4: overdue. But I do like that they're playing into this, like you know what? Yeah. What went right in our mm-hmm. win? Just keep it rolling. A, we were out of the United States, but we can't do that again. Mm-hmm uh but b we had these uniforms so let's uh let's wear them again who they got this week they got the tennessee Titans. oh that's right <laughs> on the road Malik I, willis starting I, again
7: i haven't read you know I, to be honest i do that could be an underfest. i have uh i usually listen to all the broncos podcast, read all the stuff but this year i haven't read a single word since they beat the jaguars i get it i understand i have no idea what Tannehill's status is and I do think if Malik Willis plays, they got a good shot to win the game because what he had like 50 yards passing last week. Yeah, it was pretty ugly.
4: All right, I go. Uh, let's start with hoops. Good win Oops. last night. As uh, boy, I told y'all this week how nervous I was about this East Carolina Mercer game, and I
7: I can't believe that you're you were really, really more nervous about that than ECU going to Cincinnati.
4: Well, did you see when they were down 16 points in the first half? Why I might have been nervous for that game.
7: I mean, I was nervous, but I figured they had a good chance to come back and win. I mean, going to Cincinnati where you're facing a team that's won 31 in a row at home.
4: Uh, this team has won three in a row, no matter where they play. Going to Cincinnati. All right. Well, I mean, hey, it's, it's I'm your just opinion. really confident right now. So you're you Pirates. I'm yeah. I, I think okay. the Pirates win on Friday. Well, I'm I'm continuing
7: my trend of picking against them until they until they prove me right.
4: Did you pick against them against BYU?
7: Yeah. You did? I picked BYU to win. I picked UCF to win. Well, you
4: picked against them against UCF, and they proved you wrong. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
7: so I'm going to keep picking against them until (laughs) they finally I picked
4: against them against UCF. They proved me wrong, so I had to to jump back on the train. Uh, Like I said, we're starting with basketball. Oh, my bad. No, that's fine. Uh, Pirates 1-0, baby. Mike Schwartz era chandler 1-0 this year in section 213 the Chan man was there i was not Igo was there uh in the rafters best seat in the house checking out the game
7: great uh great seat and, and great crowd great crowd and i heard you guys talking earlier and i called the tail end of a conversation were, were y'all discussing why on tv like yes. it like it, i went back and watched some of the highlights and it looks pathetic it's but then soluble, like if you were there it was like an awesome atmosphere so like they really need to figure that out and i get that there's certain things that go into who can sit behind the bench and whatnot but they have to be able to refigure something because it's an awful look on tv
4: i mean every other game you watch on tv doesn't look like that yeah there's actually people clapping and cheering and stuff there's got to be a way to
7: refigure it you know why why can't they switch the uh the bench to the other side of the court
4: Oh, you mean, or just move the camera. Well, I think the
7: camera is specifically set up to shoot a certain way, so why can't they switch the benches around? Put the team on the well, yeah, side. Whatever
4: works. Just
7: yeah, put yeah. the students on the TV side.
4: Is That's all we're asking. Yeah. Like, it can't be that hard because it used to be that way. <laughs> they would probably move the benches and then move the camera, and it would be the same <laughs> thing and just the opposite side. All right, we fixed it, guys. right. Yeah because the camera they want to show the the wording and the Williams mm-hmm. Arena Mingi so right. Okay, camera stay where you are. Just move the benches. We'll go over there tomorrow and do it. Chandler, well we'll we'll take some time out of our day, yeah. move the chairs yeah. over there to the other
7: side. It can't be that hard to move like one specific scores table
4: to the opposite side and, and the benches like i hope schwartz says something about it because he's you know he, he is huge on this student thing this let's you, get an atmosphere you
7: think about how many people digest the game through espn plus or tv now and you know if if i'm a casual fan and i'm watching on tv like i am so unimpressed by how it looks or how it comes across but but if you were in the building last night it was electric man it was there was a buzz like that that series of events before halftime was incredible i need to watch that
4: you think it's on the plus right now
7: should be um that brought the stadium to life and really carried into the the second half so again i don't know what all goes into that maybe somebody at ecu can clarify why it is that way and why maybe it can't be changed so easily but it, it feels like there's it should be able to be fixed because it hasn't always been that way
4: right i mean we can look at old uh footage and see maniacs jumping up and down on tv from back in the day uh I see seabass yeah yeah, yeah. Boy, it, sea bass is rolling over in his grave right now
7: and god rest his soul if they don't want the students behind the team benches then yeah i would i would think you could switch the team bit. Be- like to be sure it's not too much to ask the team to walk across the court instead of just directly to the bench yeah. All
4: right. But who knows? Um I go. How surprised were you at the the growth? And it's only one game, but heck, I expect to see more now of We can Brand- only react to what we've seen. Correct. Brandon Johnson and Javon Small and what they did last night.
7: I was surprised by both, but Javon Small more from the standpoint of I knew that he was more of a player than he showcased last year because he didn't really get the opportunity to ever get in a rhythm but i knew brandon johnson i'd seen a practice shooting a lot he looked smooth shooting the ball so him having success in three-point land didn't really surprise me but javon small's explosiveness off the dribble combined with his ability to just really take over the game i didn't expect that from him and i knew he was a solid guard but I, like that was like game-breaking ability um like he looked like a a guy who could not only do that against Mercer, but do that against the American Athletic Conference. <laughs> given
4: the level, all right, I finally got to see the play. Given the level of uh, of talent they were playing, Luji just tried to throw one down from about yeah, midway in the was, paint with his left hand. I just how about his uh, breakaway? Oh, dunk that was that was amazing. I did see that one. Yep, that was fun to watch. Um, yeah, Brandon Johnson, awesome. Javon Small, awesome. Uh, rj felton played the third most minutes at a big three uh their late yeah. game uh how about newcomers did, did anybody and i expect these guys will obviously get better as the year goes on but did you see any flashes or like something to say all right this guy's got something
7: yeah i thought jaden walker the iowa state transfer had a solid game Like he had a few drives uh, where he would just kind of muscle his way to the rim and finish at the rim he had a big three with the shot clock winding down at one point in the second uh, half. Was that off the backboard? Or was that small? That was uh Walker. Okay. Was it off the backboard? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell from, you know, five thousand feet away. <laughs> but uh but nah. That was a huge shot in the game and uh I thought he played well defensively. Has Luzi always been twenty four? No, he's okay. changed his number. All right. Um Caleb Count I thought
4: looked comfortable. He was
7: one of the more comfortable looking freshmen, which you didn't necessarily expect from a you know five seven point guard.
4: Was that I see him on the court right now? I saw him play some in the second half. Did he? He played more in the first. Yeah, half okay. Just I didn't cause see small
7: a ton. and um, trying to think who played played a lot in that second half. It was more small and 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 Walker and RJ. Yeah, that sort of deal. They brought they brought small or they brought um. I'm going to get all these cards mixed up. They brought in LeCount at times in the second half, but he definitely played more of a pivotal role in the first half.
4: All right, so it looks like he's going to get playing time. Gets to the ring there. there. he got fouled there. Gets no blocked. Foul. He wants a call. All right, I like the the, the little guy in there. So looks like uh, a lot of guys. I want to
7: see more from uh, Baela mm. to Boonjay. Like, Baela played a lot, played good defensively, and uh, rebounded. Didn't really look for a shot, neither
4: did Boonjay i noticed that too a lot of these guys they didn't even brandon johnson shot 12 uh, t- uh small with 14 felton with 10 everybody else kind of <laughs> you know watching those guys S- saxby started but didn't
7: take a shot and uh the other guy who was aggressive uh was uh, uh
4: all right caleb account i didn't see that
7: let's let's go he he looked confident confident shooting even when he missed he you know he was on target like it always looked good so I think him and, and Brandon Johnson and Small are going to be your shooters. And again, DeBoone and Baila can kind of progress into that uh, over the course of the season. They just got to get some some confidence, I think, because didn't really see them try to to push the envelope too much.
4: Pirates missed free throws down the stretch. Also gave up a wide-open look to uh, Mercer with a chance to tie the game at the end, but they missed it. So, And I tell you yeah. what, nervous times when uh, Mercer cut it to one and East Carolina's trying to get it up the court – and yeah. all I could think about was, oh, my God, their first game playing <laughs> together. These guys don't know each other. And they didn't look comfortable at all. They're trying time. to break a press, and it looked frantic. It, I was so super, uh, super scared there. Uh, but they were able to get it, and uh, somebody got fouled. And, the Boone J didn't yeah. score all night, and RJ was cramping up at the end. So
7: uh, they ended up – he ended up going to the line and knocked down two big ones. And,
4: yeah, they really did get a good look on that one play. So here's uh, Javon Small taking it in for a huge jam. Look, I go, like the people on this side, you can kind of see some backs going up and cheering. Right. And like across it's the way, an empty Mercer everybody's bench. just, and, and then the fans in the middle are just sitting there. There's like three people clapping, standing <laughs> it's up. It's so <laughs> terrible. But like you can see yeah. that there are actually people at the game cheering. Yeah, the student barely. section
7: on the other side is going nuts. Oh, man. Is
4: this Felton?
7: Yep oh man dang i did miss the best part didn't you I? did this is like three straight possessions of just thefts and dunks and they're and going crazy down there i know man and you can't <laughs> even see them on tv it's sad <laughs> and, and the great spot about 213 is we're looking directly at them so we can see that whole side oh wow
4: another this steal.
7: place almost came down they had two open threes that they didn't hit
4: oh I, oh caleb <laughs> that would have brought the house down tip out
7: we got another one
4: Ah! You got the dude in front of the camera holding up the three <laughs> with his shadow. Man, how many times has East Carolina just about brought the house down on a three and, it then just geez and missed it? it? <laughs> yeah. uh, Bread from Subdogs in the Jack Nicholson seats looking good. All right, let's take a break. How long are you hanging out? Um, I got till like 4, 15. All right, cool. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, wrap up hour one when we return after this.
1: listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show
6: welcome back hemp garden is your premium cbd retailer in eastern north carolina if you find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
4: Back with you. PRL on a Wednesday. Had the East Carolina Mercer game on in the studio. Wanted to watch that first half flurry at the end there, and uh, pretty impressive. It all started with guess what? Defense. Mike Schwartz uh, says numerous times that just because he's a defensive coach, it doesn't mean that they're not going to score. And what's the best way to score? I go force a turnover, get out in transition, easy bucket. So it all started with the Javon Small baseline drive slam.
7: You know, he just he looks a lot stronger this year too like he's not the biggest guard in the world but he's he's pretty built um and you know for a point guard he's got some good physicality
4: so, and he looks like he knows the ball is going to go in yeah. right like, like he's, he's playing with confidence yeah great to see great to see pirates one and oh i go will not be there on saturday because you'll be traveling correct
7: i could be there if i wanted to i am scheduled to be back and huh, so you don't want to be there. Pick Greenville at two something. But after a long night and a long day of travel, I'm gonna opt to let my
4: uh, esteemed interns cover, and I will be watching from home. Uh, At what point are you gonna start sending Slater out to cover some games when you don't want to go? Probably like another month or two. (laughs) Okay, all right, he should be ready to go. Yeah, he's starting to stay up
7: till like seven now, so he can at least see the tip off and you know maybe wake up at halftime. God,
4: he hasn't seen a lot of pirate football this year. No, he's not.
7: Think he watched the NC State game, and that's been about it. Maybe two lane, so he's seen two losses.
4: He might uh, be able to watch the 11 a.m. kickoff time against uh, yeah. Houston. Maybe he'll
7: actually be able to see a full game for once, so uh, that'll be
4: exciting. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what time that game's going to be uh, coming up. I guess Saturday night or Sunday, they'll announce it.
7: You know, I was speculating, I, I guess if you win, you're more likely to get that time slot. Because Definitely. If you
4: lose, you'll probably get a probably plus.
7: Get yeah see I think if they I, I just have a hard time believing Houston ECU is going to be a plus game win or lose but Houston's going to win they play Temple yeah Navy UCF feels like U ish maybe ESPN2 Cincinnati Temple like who wants to watch that maybe if Cincinnati wins and is ranked then that becomes worthy of a An ESPN 2 game? I don't know. I mean, I just don't. None of the three games are really that attractive if you're a casual college football fan. Right.
4: Quick note uh, J.R. Robertson throwing out some stats for us. R.J. Felton, four first half steals, 13 minutes, no turnovers for the entire game. Yeah, no turnovers. Last year, he kind of turned the ball over. over What were the overall turnover numbers last night? I go.
7: ECU turned it over a bunch early, but in the second half, I believe, much better.
4: I remember they had a stretch because I remember Cy talking about it two trips in a tie game and two back-to-back turnovers can't do that mm-hmm. and he's right uh but other than that pretty clean in the second half pirates had 14 turnovers in the game uh mercer had 11 uh how I mean, much pressing like i saw some kind of a token of pressure yeah it's
7: more just more like garden full court more so than pressing yeah they did do a couple uh trap sequences and <laughs> there was a. Uh, there was almost a turnover or two out of those, and uh, like they would kind of trap out of nowhere as a surprise and almost got a, a turnover. So that was good to see.
4: All right. Um, I go, uh, you flip around on Sundays and you see Sauce Gardner playing. And uh, Sauce Gardner is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And right now is on track because he plays in New York where everything's overhyped. But he is on track to be like a, a hero there. He's got a cool yeah. name he's really good so he is skyrocketing right now and has turned into i saw a list of corners uh, best in the nfl he's already on the top 10 list so that's how good he is i was watching red zone i don't know what team he plays for maybe you do i can look it up but i heard the name kobe bryant the other day another cincinnati corner seahawks thank you chan man Mm -hmm.
7: they love the big corners
4: and, uh, I mean, that's just two guys off this Cincinnati team we've seen the last few times. Alec Pierce making plays for the Colts. Desmond Ritter. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's like their best receiver. Got him in
7: fantasy in the Dynasty League. He's been solid. Yep. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the backup to Mariota. You got a uh, couple other guys who are on teams. So, yeah, I mean, they just they churned out talent that's the thing everybody last year was so dumb saying like cincinnati doesn't belong on the same field as alabama and yeah they lost the game but like they had nfl guys they didn't just beat a bunch of nobodies um and you know obviously alabama won the game and ended up winning it handedly but cincinnati looked like they at least belong just as much as michigan looked like they belong versus georgia i agree uh
4: now you've flipped the page to this year's cincinnati bearcats Uh, lost on the road at arkansas really tough opener and then uh have lost one since so what are you smiling at (laughs) why are you looking at App state basketball because uh (laughs) facebook commenter todd garris said how about the app state men's basketball score and i said well what is this guy talking about they won 142 to 74 over warren wilson college warren wilson college big rivalry game uh, I would like to see Warren Wilson versus Valley Forge. <laughs> they were the team that yeah. almost got beat by hundred by James Madison. Todd, thank you for bringing that to my attention on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Buck. sorry to distract you with that. I go. You good? Um, but this Cincinnati team, I don't know what are their strengths. What what makes you nervous if you're a Pirate fan? Uh,
7: their pass rush. They have probably the best pass rush in the conference i think they have the highest graded pass rush in college football per pro football focus they rank near the top in sacks they're averaging like three and a half sacks a game uh their two defensive tackles uh pro football focus just put out a graphic their backup starting their backup to their starting nose tackle is the highest graded defensive player in college football uh their starting nose tackle is up there as well so they're both like 6'1", 310 plus pounds. They're going to be right in Avery Jones' face all day. So like, you're just going to have to be able to handle them and not let them dominate the game. They're going to get pushed. They're going to make their plays. But maybe you scheme around them to an extent. I think they are a little vulnerable on the edges in the run game, which is maybe a good thing with Keaton Mitchell. And the corners, they're nowhere near as good as last year. Now, they're still good. They're still solid. But they can't just leave Sauce Gardner and Cubby Bryant on an island and bring everybody else into the box. So they're a lot more vulnerable. The problem is they still have great playmakers. Their, their linebacker, Ivan Pace, he's got 96 tackles already. Uh, he's the highest-graded linebacker in college football. So up the middle, they're still elite, and you almost have to find a way to to kind of go around
4: that, basically. All right, let's. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, hour two, Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk more ECU Cincinnati with Steve and I go hoist the colors. And we got to do picks. We got to do picks. Uh, picks. got like three straight weeks, so I won't have to call you tomorrow. Uh, we'll make some picks when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Patrick Mason coming up in hour two, Jeff Charles in hour three, and a giveaway. A lot more to go back with you after this.
1: you're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
4: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Ah, oh, Luigi DeBeau with the steel and the flush, and that is what people pay money to see at Menchie's Coliseum. Look at every. Even like seven people are standing up on the other side. Well, five. Did
7: you know that <coughs> Luigi is now rocking 24 like Kobe Bryant used to do back in the day? In the purple and gold?
4: Yeah, I can see it. I brought it up earlier. Oh, you did? I said, Has Luigi always been number 24? Yeah, but you didn't say. Kobe, like Kobe Bryant. He doesn't look like Kobe Bryant. Nothing at all about Luigi Debo looks like
7: that. That isn't Bryant. like Kobe Bryant to you <laughs> as he flies through the air and slams it home.
4: Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> the tall. Look at pd over there just making friends with them. Where's Luigi from? France? Guadalupe. I... The Guadalupe and Mamba. Mm-hmm. I think I did see after the win last night Luigi just go like this with his jersey. <laughs> he pulled he... it over, from the showed his heart. Yeah. Uh, I go. We in some kind of signing period here. Today marks the opening of the winter solo signing period. Well, um, this guy signed Cyr Malonga. Cyr Malonga, love the name. All name team right off the bat. Cyr C Y R. He is six eleven uh, from the Congo. This is awesome. I like this. Guy. Can you name the last East Carolina
7: basketball player from? the Republic of Congo.
5: I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah go for it. Michelle, Michelle Nzigi?
7: Uh, nope. Good guess. I think he was from... He was
4: from France. S- Switzerland?
7: Yeah, I think he was Switzerland.
4: Congo. <laughs> uh, uh.
7: We mispronounced his name. Baruti. Yep. Ah, Baruti. Batumba. Batumba, Bat- don't call me But. Batumba? Batumba, Baruti. You know who else is from the Congo?
4: Bismack Biombo. Man, great basketball player coming out of there. <laughs> Hopefully, Seer is the next. The Biz, two oh, stints in Charlotte for the Biz.
5: uh JJ Miles in attendance last night, sitting baseline.
4: Cool, cool to see. Man, you got Oh, right by the place. way, we know who the hype man is on the bench. B pace. Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, man.
2: Nah, no, no, nah, no, nah. No, I do love ECU basketball. Hey, though, ain't, ain't no, hey, Brown. You be the hype, man. Ain't
4: no Brown. Look <laughs> nah, over there. <man>. Nah, man. <laughs> I go, you crazy? You crazy, man. man. The pirate talk. <laughs> Stepper. <Stand by. laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about me on the sideline, man. Nah, man. Um, that man with the awesome beard is somebody said his name earlier. Keith Pugh Keith Pew. He is the strength and conditioning coach for ECU basketball and he's got an incredible beard and he is the hype man and and he should be the get
5: back guy but he needs his own get
4: back he was 10 feet on the court after one play and then the ref told him to get back and he immediately told all the bench to get back when he was the only one that needed to get back but that's the kind of energy you need i like it on the uh on the sidelines love it all right we are out of time let's make some picks i go good news we had winning weeks last week we were both three and two i'm surprised bad news we are losers for the year 20 and 24 each and we're starting to get to the point where it's getting a little dark and we got to make a run got to make a run and it starts on friday night when the pirates take on the cincinnati bearcats i got it at six i haven't looked today so i'm going to say cincinnati minus six over east carolina now you're taking the bearcats to win but how much are they going to win by
7: Six is a lot of points for the Cincinnati team, which hasn't really scored a lot this year. A lot of close conference games. I feel like this is going to be
4: another tight one. I'm going ECU covers. All right, I too am <laughs> taking the Pirates. A lot of money coming the in with Pirates. All right, Tulane at home against UCF. I'm going to do exactly what I did last week, go right, You can make Still your pick, pick, them, pick, right? uh I got I got Tulane minus one and a half. That doesn't really change it for me. Um,
7: UCF, back to back road games, still some uncertainty at quarterback. I feel like Tulane's due for a clunker. Is this three thirty? I think so. Yeah, three thirty. I'm going. uh, I'm going Tulane.
4: You said they're due for a clunker.
7: Yeah, but I think it'll come against Cincinnati in a
4: couple weeks maybe even smu yeah i don't know how long i want to ride this uh they're gonna trade. lose at some point there's no yeah. way they're gonna go like 11-1 right i don't think so in fact i think they're gonna lose this game because as i look at the weather now if they now if they play at night and it creeps under 60 i'm gonna be a little concerned but it looks like it's gonna be in the low 60s during this game i think that is good enough for uh ucf to play without heaters so, just like last week, that determined my pick against Memphis. That determines my pick again. I'm taking UCF. Georgia manhandles Tennessee. They now go on the road to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Georgia is minus 16. I loved Georgia last week against the the Vols. And for whatever reason, um, I think they get a test this week. I think Mike Leach likes to play that underdog role. And I'm going to take Mississippi State plus sixteen. Did Mississippi State end up winning last week? Wild one against Auburn and their interim coach, who is no idea. Chandler, sports guy, go crazy, Cadillac, go crazy. Cadillac Cadillac Williams Williams is the coach now. (laughs) The coach, what does that make you feel old? God, I thought he was just playing like four years ago. And he was fired up. I watched the end of that game because it went into overtime or either it was close down the stretch. Mm-hmm. uh But Mississippi State did end up winning that game against Cadillac, Cadillac and the tigers um Touchdown
7: State. Give me, uh, Mississippi <laughs> touchdown State. state. <laughs> first horizon, right. first
4: down. the Cowbell is going to be out in full force. Have you looked at the Lions this week, Igo? at all like college football number four tcu i just saw it on your sheet damn it but i definitely would not have guessed that what it is seven since the line is this way i'm taking texas texas minus seven um tcu continues to get disrespected
7: i'm going tcu i don't know if they'll win but i think they cover seven
4: all right, the family pulled one out. I right, go. They go for two. Get the two point conversion. They beat Bama. Bama. And now they go to Arkansas, the Razorbacks, fresh off of a loss to Liberty. 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 So, uh, how do you handicap this one? It let down spot for LSU. Yeah. Bounce back for Arkansas. Arkansas. It Mike. tells me to go Arkansas. Art, what's the line here? LSU minus three.
7: Arkansas might just not be very good this year. I know. I know. Um, but I feel like Sam Pittman is going to have the boys ready. He's going to wrangle up those hogs, and Pixui is going to get it done. LSU, first year coaching staff, uh, they're going to have trouble handling the success of a monster win, and they get it done in Fayetteville. Arkansas does. I don't know what I want to do here. And if Arkansas loses this game, I'm never picking them
4: again. It feels like Arkansas I've picked them several times this year with no luck. Love you, Joe Sloan, but I'm taking Woo Pig Suey at home against LSU. All right, Steven, uh, we'll be calling you Friday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate when you're heading to Cincinnati. Friday. All right. So we'll work something out. Sounds good. We'll text you. We'll get you on, and we appreciate it. Check out hoistthecolors.net. I'm assuming a lot of fun basketball talk going on after last night. Double uh, double podcast
7: day. Recorded a podcast for basketball earlier. Sharing my thoughts on the game, and then about to do our final cincinnati preview as well once they get home so chandler
4: will be listening to those chandler
7: will be listening clip will not because he's not a fan of the hoist colors podcast which is why i haven't had him on yet
4: a fan okay maybe not a subscriber absolutely i subscribe subscribe? i get every episode in my feed what's the last one you listen to um shane carden (laughs) i'm diving into what to expect from ecu's game in cincinnati just kidding uh, my initial takeaways your initial takeaway <laughs> um it's
5: it's
7: literally a podcast where you can like listen to music for the last two minutes of I, the podcast every time i i uh every time i set up the music i just keep it going just for you channel because i know that you're just going to listen. i love to it,
0: it
4: so. i listen to this part every time because so, i usually live list- my favorite part
5: I usually listen to it when I'm going on a walk, and so when it when it ends, it kind of fires me
4: up. I'm like, "Here we go, swashbuckling!" This is the Hoist the Colors podcast. Like, this has
5: been going on for like two and a half minutes.
7: When do you talk? The Colors podcast. There you <laughs> go. It's <laughs> always
4: thirty seconds into right. the podcast. And the
7: Michael Schwartz era begins with a victory. I
4: tell you what, the rest of the show, let's just play it this. <laughs> <the>
7: Sixteen. <laughs>
4: All right. Thanks, Iga. All right. See you guys. We'll take a break. Come back. Patrick Mason set to join us here in a few minutes. A lot more to go. Maybe we'll hear from, uh, let's hear from Mike Schwartz when we return his comments after last night's victory over Mercer. That's on the way after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
4: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Winners Wednesday. We'll make you a winner. The Pirates winners last night. And as we come back into the show, we're watching the game. Patrick Mason exclaims, he did not look like that last year referring to javon small no he did not who played big
5: i saw your tweet good tweet by the way
4: which one javon big how about all the small things
5: all the small things was a good one
4: thank you i want you to talk about and oh man keith Pugh is that his first name keith, keith Pugh. look at keith Pugh firing up the crowd he's the bearded man on the bench patrick he's the strength coach I want you to watch Keith Pugh after this free throw. This is how you fire up Menjis. All right, he's, he's telling the guy what to do right now. But he said, you know what? Let's get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Walks all the way to the end, waving his arms. I love this guy, man. I Mike can't Schwartz wait. Mike Schwartz is doing the same thing. I was about thing. to say, did you see Mike Schwartz? I mean, it's contagious. He was slapping the scorer's table yesterday. I heard about that a lot. Was it out of anger or like excitement or like, come on? That was after a blocking call. Um, on his own team so it was out of frank frustration but yeah I mean, you could tell he was into the game he was fired up it was fun to see i saw him uh at the end when the pirates missed even more free throws or it might have been the ones they made but he was like crouched down looking at the ground i, I don't know if he was saying a prayer <laughs> like please let me win my first game but they had the camera on him and uh, yeah, he was like he was he was totally locked into everything. Yeah, he was he was going through it, and he came to talk to us in the post game just hoarse, like his voice was, yeah was out. Uh so Patrick, uh, how did you enjoy your night in Minji's Coliseum? I enjoyed it. Um, uh, is that it was fun getting to look at what what this team's trying to be and just watching them play because, um, especially when the way with the way they came back after that that first half, um, it, it was cool to see them just kind of rally around each other and kind of figure some things out in real time i just sent me uh keith pew's instagram account you can follow him on the gram it is a pretty nice beard it's a great beard like james, i mean james harden-esque it know. is it's i mean that's all you can compare it to very harden-esque um man uh looked like it was a lot of fun in Minji's. i plan to be there on saturday you probably won't be there on saturday right because you're heading to cincinnati on friday to cover some pirate football uh before we get there a little more thoughts on basketball so patrick you cut your first football game you covered was ecu cincinnati right Mm -hmm. last year yeah so that so you were here for hoops yeah i think i maybe missed like the first maybe couple games full of games but so you saw enough of brandon johnson javon small rj felton last year to kind of have some expectation on what they would be this year obviously there's progression uh but just after one game the progression that brandon johnson's made especially from shooting from the outside and then Javon small overall from a confidence standpoint a performance standpoint almost like a leadership standpoint i mean he's right he's the team leader right now right yeah a guy that like barely uttered a word last year and almost seemed tentative on the court is now the one that everybody's following on this team it seems like yeah with his words and just with the ball you know get get this guy the ball um, but yeah, you know you mentioned Brandon Johnson he like, I noticed it right away. he just looks more like a basketball player yeah, as we see him you know dunking here in this highlight. but he just he just looks so much more smooth. you know he's six eight and he's that, that frame yeah. just kind of looks more like a basketball player now you know he's got it looks fluid right out there. very good word fluid. Um, and that's just great to see. And Chandler, you remember last year we talked to assistant coach Antoine Jackson and we were like, uh, give us a you know a name we don't know about And he said, I'll tell you what Brandon Johnson, is on the floor for every loose ball, so he was saying he's one of those players that
5: his teammates get frustrated with him in practice because he just goes he so goes hard. so hard
4: and and we're like okay so he's like a scrapper then he's probably kind of raw and and during the non conference last year was really good rebounding when he started to take on American competition uh, his numbers went down his minutes kind of went down as well and he just kind of hit a wall there but now. You're right. He looks he certainly looks the part. Ironically though, he's he's extended his game outwardly he's uh instead of inside he's doing damage from the outside offensively yeah you know he, he made three three-pointers yesterday um which matched his season total for the year before i think he went three of 14 from deep uh last year <clears> which i don't is, even remember him shooting those honestly right yeah it's just sprinkled in over the course of a year so you know there's no way you can remember him doing that but you know i, I asked him post game he said just with riley davis the assistant coach he's been really working on his shot and just just getting to the point where if he's open just being comfortable enough to take that shot and they just, do this little pick and pop here if mm-hmm. he's hitting out there i mean that's that's unguardable i mean you yeah know, if he's making it yeah especially with you know javon small working off that too i mean just because he was really quick off the dribble i mean if you're not set and ready to to you know defend which way he's going you're he's already passed you uh what else uh did you notice how about defensively i missed the first half we had a lot of comments we read them earlier about you know, Mercer hitting a lot from the outside in the first half. Pirates kind of clamping down on that. How about defensively uh, the entire game? What did you see from East Carolina? <laughs> um, they just seemed a little bit—I mean, it just seemed like a team that was working through th- through some things and just kind of getting comfortable with each other. Um, I mean, part of it, too, Mercer just made a lot of shots. I mean, it wasn't like they were totally uncontested shots at times. They were just hitting some mid-range jumpers and just kind of finding those shots. I mean, at one point they were shooting like 80%, which is just insane. And they actually finished shooting 50% for the game, so— um, I, th- I think the East Carolina definitely figured it out a little bit, um, and they, you know, they closed the game with um, Bayala and uh, Quinton, in which I thought that was pretty interesting, just because they're both long, they can rebound, and because um, I was curious what Shorts would do with his, his rotation and how he would close the game. And I think that kind of lets us in a little bit and how he, what kind of guys he's trusting and what he thinks of some of these guys. Hey, Caleb account, uh playing some key minutes here, so it looks like he's going to be a guy in the rotation. As We're watching him right now as uh, Javon Small buries another three. Um, how about from an offensive perspective with those guys you mentioned uh, Saxby, Baela, Quentin? They didn't really show much, I guess, last night. Maybe it comes around, but I don't know. Did you see anything to maybe say, All right, these guys got something here? You know, anybody stand out? Uh, I don't know I, I actually you know you mentioned caleb he can so he can shoot yeah like I mean he actually wasn't shy driving the lane um you know mercer had a seven foot two guy so um that's just obviously a bad matchup when you're five seven or whatever Caleb is but um he actually showed he can he can shoot the ball a little bit which was nice um offensively I still think they're gonna have to to find some things. Um, obviously, Brandon Johnson and Javon Small showed they can do that and score. They're not going to have 24 at night. No, so. absolutely <laughs> not. There's no way. Um, they're going to have to find something else. Because a lot of the other guys, I mean, they just weren't consistent scorers, you know. They were just kind of out there playing some good defense and had some length. Uh, Shirley, can we hear, Chandler, can we hear from uh, Mike Schwartz uh, here? want to hear from uh, what the coach had to say post-game after the Pirates knock off Mercer by two points last night in Aminji's Coliseum.
7: Coach, down 16 in the first half. I'm not sure how you draw it up, but just to see the guys fight back and not get rattled. And, you know, a lot of guys first time playing here. What does
3: that mean to you? I'm not sure if we weren't rattled. <laughs> I, think there's, I think we probably were rattled. And But, again, I think there's an excitement. The crowd was so great. Our guys were juiced up. And give Mercer credit. I mean, not only were they – I mean, they were hitting us on the glass. They were making shots. Some of those shots they made were shots that – Honestly, you know, mid-range, long, contested twos, you know, you want to force some of those, and they were making them. I mean, McCreary was really good making that shot. Sean Walker was really good playing in there. But, see, what we just talked about this as a team, though. You can't have the breakdowns when a team is shooting like that or when a team is making it. That. And that's what happened. We started having breakdowns, not rebounding the basketball, not being where we needed to be defensively. And then we compounded it by taking tough shots on offense. We st- everyone started. And it wasn't out of selfishness at all. But what it's out of is guys saying, i got to find a way to get us back into it. And when we settled down again was the end of the first half when our defense started to create a little bit of offense for us. And I, that momentum carried through the second half. But it was trying to get us to settle down, Steve, to try and get them to concentrate on defense and rebounding. And if we could get the game to where that was what we were solid in, maybe we could chip away. And, and they did.
7: What went into your decision to, to
4: close the game with the, with the five you chose? You know, three starters, then Quinn and Benjamin. I what, what was the decision on
3: that? Well, I, I thought that Benjamin brought so much physicality to our team on defense and rebounding. I mean, he was really locked in. You just look at that play that he made to foul uh, Luis Ortado going up the floor with 1.1 seconds left. I mean, we wanted to foul if, you know, we knew if, if by chance we were up three, and which meant we didn't make one of those two free throws when Jaden was on the line. We knew we wanted to foul. We really wanted to foul on the rebound, to not even put a chance for any kind of shooting foul. But I thought Ben did an incredible job feeling it out and realizing he could still execute the foul, and he did it. And so Ben just brought a lot of maturity to the game defensively and rebounding. You know, Quentin to step in there and make free throws. RJ was actually cramping up. So that's why we brought Quentin in because R.J. was struggling. Uh, he just caught a cramp late in the game because How Hardy was playing, so he caught a cramp. And then obviously with 1.1 seconds, we went. What would that be called, Coach Houston? would call it the jumbo lineup. We went jumbo, and we brought in Luigi and Ezra and Brandon to hopefully secure one rebound, and, and Ezra did that.
7: Quentin had scored all day. Stepped up with two big free throws, and then Ezra with the rebound. Still, is that kind of the winning plays you got to make? Maybe not the glorious plays, of uh, the winning plays.
3: I think that's a great point, and, and we did talk about that in the locker room. I mean, you, you know, uh, you know, I think this team is is so excited we won, and I think you could feel it in that locker room. But I don't think there's any doubt that Ezra would have loved to have played more, or or Quentin would have loved to have played better. But the fact that you could stay engaged and come in and make two of the biggest plays of the game, That's, that, that says a lot. And I'm really proud of Quentin for that and proud of Ezra. Ezra's a freshman. Quentin has never been in a situation in college where he had a role or an expectation from his team and coaching staff to play heavy minutes. And he really impacted the game on defense throughout the game. It just didn't happen for him on offense, but he made two pretty big free throws that we needed.
4: All right, there's uh, some of Mike Schwartz from the game. You can hear the entire video, YouTube, Pirate Radio TV and uh find it there questions from patrick mason and steve Igo, <laughs> and uh i know mike schwartz does that he makes you feel important he makes it feel like you he's very locked into what you're asking because uh he rattled off uh, several clips and you know what it reminds me of when he first got here and he called jeff charles like gary or something greg <laughs> was it greg you remember that that's a confident man yeah just, just going for it Greg. Hey, good good question greg and then uh we kind of made fun of him about it and got on him and uh we even brought it up uh, to him when he was here but he is a say the name of the person asking you a question guy i noticed this last night
5: too he points at you like as he's answering your question he'll tell you that that's a good point and then as he's telling the answer he's like pointing at you so.
4: He, uh, How do you like his uh, demeanor? You couldn't really see it probably from your angle, Patrick, but we're watching on TV now. He's got a good sideline demeanor too about yeah. him yeah i just thought like you know when you're watching a, a tournament game and it's just kind of a random team but you see a coach you kind of like and you're <laughs> like, yeah that, that guy's kind of got it going on that, that's the kind of vibe i get from mike schwartz i wonder if he was a catcher during his day or maybe not because that is a good he, squat yeah like he does that a lot like uh he's got good knees he's got good knees so i guess he did not catch uh, right. growing up playing baseball patrick mason joining us uh we'll take a break come back more with mace p mace p mace p mace more with pat anybody call you pat yeah sometimes i I, yeah i I get like a you know coin flip uh pat or patrick who what what does your uh mom call you patrick 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 yeah you get the full name for sure from mom who calls you pat uh just a lot of my friends Uh, i I feel like even if you start out with patrick you're just you just devolve into pat no matter what any uh any patties yeah, just when they were kind of hey, messing around. Hey, Patty, around a what's bit. up, Patty? Patty? Mace. Yeah, Patty Mace. Patty. Yeah, one of my golfing buddies calls me Patty. All right.
6: One of my camp kids. His name is Patrick, and we call him OG Patty P.
4: <laughs> so, OG Patty P. That's
6: what I call him. What's up, it, Patrick?
4: It flows. All right, there. We we love to get to know Patrick. Take a time out. Come back. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free, high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: Alrighty, Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man. We'll be here with you Friday, 4 o'clock, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Four hours, taking you up to kickoff, East Carolina and Cincinnati. Patrick Mason will be in the natty and uh we'll talk to him via the phone if we can connect with you so far technology has worked out where we have been able to talk to you via phone every game this year yeah pretty good try to keep that going
5: are you gonna try skyline chili i guess i
4: might have to i don't know i've I've heard that it's not that good though
5: it's like spaghetti sauce is what i heard
4: i don't know i i like chili though but i just i don't know how about this i got i got into this profession i wanted to be what i am for two reasons one to get into games for free <laughs> two check to one day be a guest host of a chili cook-off and friday i'll be able to check the second box
5: <laughs> yeah i heard you talking about this off the air earlier can you explain what you're doing
4: uh, and how you got this gig um, somebody I'm friends with on Facebook sent me a message and said, they're having a chili cook-off on Veterans Day, November 11th. Um, it'll be at 904 West. And it says, will you be one of our celebrity judges? When I think of celebrity, <laughs> I, I immediately think of you. So this is obviously uh bottom of the barrel. I am bringing a celebrity with me though. Touchdown, Tony Collins! So at least people there will be able to get his autograph. Or and whatever. That's here in Greenville. Yeah, it's yeah, here in Greenville, it's going to be eleven uh, in the morning coming up on the eleventh Veterans Day. We're going to uh, they're going to get some local veterans to come out and get a bowl of chili as well. So they're having a chili cook-off. We're going to be feeding some veterans, Cool, and uh, Tony and I and maybe some others are going to be the judges. So. Do you
5: know what the panel looks like between uh, besides you and Tony?
4: I do not. Uh, I will let you know uh, on Friday. It's going to be like Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> gonna Raise to, up. You're going to have to open up some windows in here after all that chilling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know if Shirley and Chandler are going to like that I'm uh, doing that on Friday, but looking forward to that uh patrick i'm gonna look up some fun facts about cincinnati for Ooh, you fun. to uh, to know uh famous c- cincinnatians i don't know any of these people um yeah, don't... entertainers okay bootsy collins oh uh nick lachey is a big cincinnati guy what uh, nick Why lachey do I know his name? of uh 98 degrees okay boy band era yeah boy band guy ted turner was born in cincinnati people forget <laughs> people do <laughs> three presidents uh eh, one's born in north end like they're giving a lot of leeway here benjamin March. harrison ulysses S. grant william taft uh born in cincinnati ish like near yeah. But, yeah uh cincinnati food cincinnati style chili oh barbecue you need to try some cincinnati barbecue I don't, like, there was a place in Utah that was saying, oh, you got to try our barbecue. I just have no interest in, like, you know, we got good barbecue here. Like, I'm not on the search for barbecue elsewhere. Yeah. Like, like I yeah, said, maybe chili, you know, I guess that's their thing, but I'm not going to try Cincinnati barbecue. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um I'm good. So, have you ever been to uh, Cincinnati? Um, yeah, actually, when I was younger, um, me and my parents and another family, we did a road trip um, to watch a Reds-Cubs series. Oh, cool. Um, so, that, that was pretty cool. Um so that was in the Great American Ballpark? Mm-hmm. Okay. Really cool place. Yeah. And I uh, went to the Louisville Bat Factory, which is not too far away. Nice. Uh, how about the game itself, Patrick? What are your uh, thoughts on Pirates and Bearcats? I think it'll be interesting. I guess what I'm really looking forward to is, like, ECU is really playing its best football. And I know they needed the break, but, you know, it's just they didn't play for a week. And I'm just curious to see if they can right away kind of find that magic again and find that, um, find that offensive success. Because it was working great. We well, always talk about that in postseason rest versus rust, his uh phrase we like to say and sometimes the team that gets the bye like when the Braves uh got a bye and then played the Red Hot Phillies and they just kind of got swarmed. A lot of people were like, well, point to the Phillies just playing every day and and connecting. But I think at this point in the season uh, the break was way more important than keeping momentum going for yeah. East Carolina. I you're, don't know. You're right. I mean, nine weeks of football is a lot. Yeah. I mean, no matter how you cut it. Even right? Jeremy Lewis. I, when I asked him about it, I said, "You know, w- would you like to play again this Saturday, or do you need the break?" And he was like, "I'm not going to say I need the break, but I'm certainly going to take it <laughs> and not you cancel it." You know, like right. that, these uh, these older guys that have been around a while that have played you know, 40-plus football games in their career at this point and nine straight this year, they're they're hurting right now. So, uh, I think that's key for them. Chandler? By
5: the way, Clip, uh, we do have a LZD yeah. uh, multiple choice of
4: the week. We'll throw this one out to Wild Patrick's here. Uh, a, choice A, Cincy covers. Which uh, is about six right now. Choice B,
5: Cincinnati doesn't cover but wins. Or C, Pirates win.
4: I am uh, – I don't know why. Maybe irrationally confident about this game. Uh, So I'm definitely leaning B or C, and right now I'm leaning C. Um, Chandler, let's get a a Wednesday vibe check from you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good about this. I forgot to ask you how you're feeling. I apologize.
5: No, it's fine. I'm I'm feeling really good about this football game. Pirates coming off a much-needed bye week, um, and I, I really think that this football team is clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, defense is going to have to play a lot better than they did in, in the BYU game, especially against the run. And uh, But right now, my vibe checks is probably about a 7.5 hmm. on a 10-point scale.
4: So you're at least leaning B
5: here. At least B. And I'm probably like you. I, I think if I had to choose between B and C,
4: I'd probably go C right now. Now, Patrick, I picked State to beat ECU, Tulane to beat ECU, UCF to beat ECU. I, yesterday, I picked Mercer to beat East Carolina in basketball it looks like the right pick for a while he he was
5: he was more nervous about the basketball game last night
4: than this football game coming up on friday and for good reason it showed in the first half and they're down 16 but the pirates win and i'm glad they did so this is not homer radio you can i want you to say what you feel and not think you're pressured into saying ecu wins because you're on pirate radio and because we just said that so how do you feel about a b or c uh, I'm actually I'm not going to lie I think I'm leaning towards C. Um I th- I think I'm I think I've been pretty open about picking against ECU this year like I, um you know I said BYU would win I, th- I think Central Florida I said they'd win but something about this just the way they've been playing I th- I think really gives me some confidence going into this game and I I really just can't I keep coming back to it I can't overlook Keaton Mitchell. I mean he is the best player on the field in the past 3 games. I mean He's been I wonder incredible. if he's the best player on the field when you against Cincinnati, you know, because, I mean, with yeah, that talent. Right, I mean, yeah, that, that kind of levels the playing field a little bit. I know Cincinnati's got some great linebackers. They're pretty good up front. But, I mean, he just consistently finds a way to run around those guys, you know? Like, And even, I think Luke Fickle was talking about it. He said, yeah, sure, you know, Keaton's really fast, but if you watch that BYU run when he hit the A-gap and just— you know he, he can run through the tackles a little bit too. So I, I just think he does so much for you. And if he's if he's right, I mean he, he's a he's a problem. And remember, we were worried. Well, he, he left the end of the BYU game, but I guess he's doing all right. But what game was it? Uh, I think Memphis. He was a bell cow, and then UCF. But there was there was a game where we were saying he's just not a hundred percent. Maybe it was Tulane. I don't. Yeah, remember I think it was Tulane. But and he didn't get a rest or anything like he didn't get a bye week he just kept playing and found that gear once again and at this point right now you got to think that none of these guys are 100 healthy but he's he's good and ready to go uh revved up for friday night yeah especially with a week off you know this is the first time he's actually been able to rest that thing without you know just not playing the actual game so i i He's just he's just so fast, you know. I think teams just you know maybe don't realize that, um, and just the way with the you know the way that East Carolina can pass the ball, it just opens everything up. So I'm I'm actually just kind of cautiously optimistic going into this game. And Luke Fickle talked about too how it's not and and Keaton Mitchell turns the corner like no other. Well, on, on plays you usually watch on Saturday and Sunday where a guy goes outside and gets caught by a uh, freaky linebacker or a db like keaton mitchell turns the corner he doesn't get called right um but uh luke fickle pointed out how uh they'll send him up the middle they'll send him uh off guard off tap you know so yeah. and then to get yards like that so he is uh turned into a complete back he's also uh catching the ball so they're they're finding a lot of ways to give it to him Right, and just the way he runs up the middle, I mean, what is he like? I mean, he's not a big guy, no. right? So you, you just wouldn't expect that, but he just seems to wiggle free and find that right that right hole, and he hits it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think just with him, honestly, just makes you feel got to feel at least you know good about going into this game, man. And, and it was that BYU game where he looked like a uh, a, a season pro. Uh, Clinton Portis always did this, Le'Veon Bell, where he'd kind of sit behind the line and wait for it to develop yep. and. Not hit the hole too fast. It was a beautiful thing to watch him being patient back there. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell was so fun to watch. Remember, he'd put like his hand on the, his lineman's back, it just kind of like, stop almost, yeah. come to a complete stop, and then boom. And Keaton can do that because it, that burst. You know, he the first you know step yeah. or two, he's already at full speed. So, all right, good stuff, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Mason joining us to get an Iowa update. I asked you. Uh, <laughs> Earlier off the air, if Iowa still had the jackass coach in basketball, Fran McCaffrey, he's still there, back still for another it. year. Yep. Liable to throw a chair at any moment. <laughs> turn red. What's so. uh, what's the outlook on Iowa hoops this year? Um, so they they past two years they lost like the, the player of the year to the NBA. Um, oh, uh, yeah, L- Keegan Murray and then Luke Garza. Garza. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. They they're kind of running it back. They got a pretty long lineup, guys who can shoot. So I think they'll be all right. Honestly, I think it'll be a fun year all right man what a uh what a row of people there uh in last night intern peter foot getting a lot of tv time <laughs> justin bear morgan ayler scooter rogers look look how clean the coaching staff looks too it's just that, i like that look right the yeah. nice gray pants the white shoes white top
5: there was a picture i saw i believe it's max stokes and
4: brian Weingart's on, on the stat uh, max stokes i thought we got him out i hate field. that guy i hate him he's the foul ball right he's the foul ball on <laughs> no Man, he's what? a timeout ump well yeah it was he's that a timeout right, ump right. it was a fair ball that was a timeout ump <laughs> I hate him hate that guy get him out of Greenville I can't believe they let him in I better
5: him. not see him at
4: any restaurant establishment he, I better mm-hmm. not see him at another game this year I can tell you that they let him run the clock <laughs> I was surprised he didn't call timeout my either. god yeah <laughs> alright so good to see Max Stokes there Scooter Rogers, he's everywhere at every game yes, being played is. in Pitt County. Scooter in attendance, Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot, perfect attendance. You can always uh, count on that. Uh, Patrick, the Bears are one of the most exciting teams in Let's the NFL. Go. What Let's in the go. world? Justin
5: Fields, baby. What's
4: happened in the last Ooh. like three weeks? Man, I think I tweeted this out. This is like the first time in my lifetime that the Bears have actually been anything, you know, exciting on offense it's it's incredible they've been horrific in that department my entire life and basically their whole existence so what are they doing now just like letting him yeah yeah i think they kind of understood that you know he's obviously really athletic they've worked in some design runs for him you know he's not just scrambling for his head off you know but and he's passing the ball a little bit better i mean i'd still like to see a 200 yard passing game out of him but i mean he ran for what 178 yards passed for three scores like he's kind of doing it all and it's fun yeah. The the run he had the other day where he like pump fake and then ran that
5: that's one of the most athletic plays I've seen this year. Yeah,
4: it was incredible. And it's just I think the way I mean obviously you got to throw the ball, but it's, I think the NFL is more of like a scoring league. Just any way you can find points, you know. And he's he's been able to do that, so it's fun. I know I know they're not going to be very good. They kind of blew up the defense on purpose, but I mean as long as the offense showing some signs, I'm all, I'm back all in, man. It doesn't matter how many times, how many reps plays a guy's gotten. Anytime he sees a pump fake from a quarterback or, some, you know, even in basketball, they go for it. Yeah. Like, and it, fields could be 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Just give them a little flick and the guys will jump they fall for it every time yeah it's just it's like just instinct yeah it's just part of being a human i guess you just gotta do leave your feet ball off the rim rebound and you can paint this one purple in Minji's coliseum speaking of painting a purple we'll talk to jeff charles coming up here in just a couple of minutes as he will join us on the program patrick uh, you can find his work on the page of the daily reflector online reflector Dot com Give them a follow on Twitter, uh, Patrick. Every uh, white man has a podcast. How, how's yours going? Um, it's it's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's going out in my head, maybe not not publicly. Uh, during the summer, my wife and I dropped two episodes of Crime Time, where we talk true crime. Ooh, okay. Uh, we'll bring that back after the football season, I guess. But if you had a podcast, what would it be about? I think it would just kind of be just about any and everything i i think my favorite podcasts are when it kind of goes off the rails a little bit like Mm -hmm. when it kind of goes off topic Mm -hmm. so maybe you just have a loose topic of you know something but then you end up talking about you know plumbing or something you know what i mean just like anything i just kind of like when it goes off well maybe not that but i I love uh toilet fixtures i gotta tell you so uh, porcelain it's great (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for hanging out thanks enjoy cincinnati i'll talk to you uh friday patrick mason uh joining us today jeff charles joining us on the other side of this timeout we'll also make you a winner in hour three we got a lot of mike houston donnie Kirkpatrick, blake harrell to talk about uh, talk to hear from as well busy times right busy day yesterday with hoops and all the interviews so we'll bring it all to you when we return on pirate radio live after this
1: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
6: Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state of the art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into the show. Here's a clip.
4: That's me, Shirley Rhodes here, the man of Chan is here.
6: No, nah, I almost messed it up, I was like, now let's head back into the show, here's P-R-L. Wait, no, that's not right.
4: Uh, might as well just name me that at this point, those are my initials. <laughs> uh, trying to hook up with the voice of Jeff Charles here in this hour to recap last night's thrilling win, ECU over Mercer, and also talk some ECU Cincinnati. While we await for him, uh, Shirley, we've got a lot of audio from yesterday, and uh I haven't heard any of it, so I want to hear it for the first time. Let's first uh, hear from ECU head football coach Mike Houston as he met with the media one final time before the Pirates kick it off with Cincinnati on Friday night.
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, really pleased the way we've uh, come out of the bye week and practice this week. Um, You know, had a good practice on Sunday like we talked about and then uh, a couple of very good days. I think the kids are very energized, refreshed. Uh, very motivated. Uh, obviously they understand what we got uh, in front of us Friday night. They understand the challenge of uh, playing up there and uh, the caliber team we're playing. Uh, they're really excited about it. So uh, it's going to be a good ball game and uh, you know, look forward to continue to prepare for it. Questions?
7: It was pretty pretty warm yesterday, so it was good to get at least somewhat of a Cincinnati
2: feel. Yeah, cut. That's, it's probably similar to what it's going to be like Friday night out there uh, this evening. So it's good. I mean, it, it really helps us prepare. Um, you yeah, had a little bit of wind today, which I think we'll have some wind uh, Friday night also. So uh, it was good conditions for us to practice in
4: mike houston from yesterday's press conference we'll hear more from coach houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell uh coming up this hour on pirate radio live but right now we'll head out to the pit electric live line and visit with the voice jeff charles who joins us he'll be on the call friday night in cincinnati and he was on the call last night as mike schwartz picked up win number one as the head basketball coach of the pirates jeff welcome in how you doing today
0: I'm doing great, Cliff. I'll tell you what, it's extremely busy. We've got uh, two basketball games this week, the game you referenced from last night, and also the big football game coming up on Friday, so we're running pretty much 24-7 these days.
4: No doubt, and uh, and man, what a great game to call last night, Jeff, in the opener for the Mike Schwartz era. Pirates got down 16, but... Uh, they love to. They love a good comeback in Minge's. It seems like it happens quite a bit, and they were able to turn it around, win the game last night. And Jeff, I uh, had a chance to talk to you very briefly today uh, in the Pirate Radio Studios about the growth of, you know, Javon Small, Brandon Johnson. We'll talk about those guys first. Brandon, I asked you, Jeff, and you can give the answer you gave me earlier today. Did you have any idea that Brandon Johnson would be out there, you know, three feet behind the three point line, uh, hitting threes last night?
0: I had no idea he was going to do that. And On the post-game show last night, both Javon and Brandon were our stars of the game, and I asked him on the network about that, and he said, well, as soon as the season was over last year, he said, the very next day, I started shooting threes and working on my three-point game, and obviously it paid off. He looked very confident. He looked very good knocking down those threes early in the game. So I was really pleased to see that. Brandon has always had terrific athletic ability. We saw that last year, I thought toward the tail end of the year last year, he maybe ran out of gas a little bit as freshmen do. They hit the wall, but you can remember back to last year, Cliff, we were really impressed with him with his athleticism and you know he was blocking shots, and he was rebounding the ball very well there for a while. He's one of the better rebounders in the American Athletic Conference, and he was a kid that kind of kind of flew you know down below the radar somewhere from Brunswick Community College. did not even have great stats there, but some folks knew about him and knew of him from his uh, high school days. And so, again, he's one of those players that we see oftentimes at at ECU who, you know, is not highly recruited, but is a really good player. And uh, and the ECU was able to give him an opportunity last year. He got his feet wet and now moving forward, uh, he's going to be a really nice player, I think, for Coach Schwartz. And then you mentioned Javon Small, and it didn't even look like the same player. I turned to my broadcast partner, Michael Perry, last night, and, I said, who is this guy? Because we never saw Javon play like that. Now he just didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year. But as a freshman, you know, they have deer in the headlights sometimes. And when he would get into games, he didn't look very confident. And, again, he didn't get to play very much. But now it looks like he's going to be a main cog. And in preseason practice, Coach Perry told me he said he's shooting the ball better than anybody on the team. So he showed that. Last night, so really encouraged with Javon and the progress that he has made, and I think he's going to be a, a main cog moving forward this year.
4: And got to the rim as well. Jeff threw down a thunderous dunk. I had, I had several finishes inside, drawing fouls, and really just did it all. And as we we spoke earlier today, briefly uh, talked about his confidence level, and, and I guess he was taking a back seat last year, obviously to Tristan Newton and, and still Tremont Robinson, White, JJ Miles, kind of that guard uh, and, and forward positionings, but. Uh, he is the guy this year and uh, and just showed a whole new confidence level on the court last night. And I thought it was awesome, Jeff, that Mike Schwartz has had a couple conversations with us this offseason, and, and he mentioned both times that the returning guys, the guys we've talked about, uh, including RJ Felt and Lugie Debo, really bought in from day one. And I don't know if Mike Schwartz made them leaders or if they turned into leaders, but last night they were the ones leading the charge and, and kind of telling the new guys, hey, follow us. And, and I was I was really impressed by that because I didn't know which way it would go. I didn't know if, if one of these newcomers would play 30 minutes, be the leading scorer, all that. But, no, it was the returners who played the most minutes and, and kind of led the way for the Pirates, at least uh, through one game of this season.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, Clip. And then we have to mention R.J. Felton. He had that big three late in the game, which was a huge shot, and he was also in double figures with 11 points. and. So you had the three holdover guys if you will they were the three guys in double figures last night and yes every time i've talked with coach schwartz here in the preseason he tells me the holdover guys have been great and you know sometimes that really is not the case because coaching coaching transitions as you know Cliff, are are awkward sometimes and can also be a little bit difficult for the guys who are still in the program who were recruited by the uh, previous coach but these guys uh, are good people, and uh, they've, they've meshed together well. I asked all of them yesterday when I had a chance to talk to them how the transition has gone, and they've all really totally bought in. So that's uh, the that's good news. The chemistry is really good on this basketball team right now between the new guys and the holdover guys. And so, yes, everything's moving in the right direction. And Mercer is a, a good team. They're, they're a solid Southern Conference team. They won 16 games last year so. It wasn't like the Pirates played the Sisters of the Poor last night. They played a pretty good basketball team, and I think Mercer will win their share of games this year. So that was a good quality win to start the season. No
4: doubt. And uh, you look around uh, America and who's playing who, and three um, uh, AAC teams lost on uh monday night and uh, other teams are opening up with d2 opponents and things like that this is a, a a good opener for east carolina to get that win get some confidence as they head into saturday with presbyterian and, and games on in uh, after that uh jeff the little guy caleb account i was wondering if he'd be a part of the rotation, and uh, yeah, he played about 20 minutes last night for East Carolina. Uh, hit a couple of threes and uh, and and finished the game with six points and uh, had a couple open looks I know he'd like to have back, but uh, it looks like, uh, at least early, he's going to be a part of the rotation, what Mike Schwartz wants to do, and I love watching him out there. So quick, uh, can shoot the ball. We'll see uh, if he can be a pest on defense, but looks like he uh, he will get some time for this team this year.
0: Well, he'll be the guy that everybody will be pulling for. He'll become a fan favorite yeah. because he's listed Clip at five, eight, And I think he's more like about 5'5 five, five or 5'6", five, probably on a good day. Uh, but he's exciting to watch. And he looks very confident shooting the basketball. He looks like he's got a good three-point stroke. So, yeah, he's going to be an exciting player to watch. There are a lot of schools between Los Angeles, California, <laughs> Greenville, North Carolina. So he's come all the way across the country to play his college basketball I haven't had a chance to ask Coach Schwartz about the recruiting story with uh, Caleb, but I'll get around to asking that. We'll pass that along on the air. But uh, yeah, when the Pirates signed him, it was like, you know, who really is this guy? And I think he's going to make an impression. I I really do. And Coach wants to play a a lot of people. He wants to really develop depth. So, you know, they're probably going to try and go about 10 guys deep this year and He should be able to get some minutes. Jeff Charles
4: joining us. Jeff, uh, you got a a football game to call coming up on Friday night. Pirates and Bearcats. Cincinnati, Luke Fickle has had the Pirates uh, number in recent years. Pirates did beat him back in 2017, I believe. Scotty Montgomery uh, knocked off Luke Fickle uh, back then. But they have not lost a home game since 2017. It was actually November 10th. It was a Friday night against Temple, so almost five years to the day, East Carolina will be playing them there at Nippert Stadium with a, a chance to knock them off. And, and everybody I talk to, myself included, are giving this team a fighting chance to go up there and do that with the way they've been playing lately.
0: Oh, no doubt, Cliff. I've, I think the Pirates have a chance to win the football game on Friday night. I really do. I've watched Cincinnati play a couple of times this year, and they're good, but they're not as good as they were last year, and they just lost too many players, nine players to the NFL draft out that 13-1 and team that played in the college football playoff against Alabama. And they're still a very, very good team, but again, I think the Pirates match up pretty well, and I'll be very disappointed if that game does not go into the fourth quarter on Friday night and the Pirates are right there with UC. So I think East Carolina's got a legitimate chance to go up there and end the win streak, you know. Clip, it's insane. When you stop and think about it, a team has won 31 games in a row at home. Could you imagine if ECU would go on a run like that, <laughs> one wins in a row at home in Greenville, what this place would like would be like as far as the fan base is concerned? Well, that's what they have done in Cincinnati, and uh, you've got to give Luke Fickle a lot of credit. I mean, he's done a terrific job there. And, you know, we talk about it every time the Pirates play Cincinnati, Clip. They play more of the Midwest-style, Big Ten, physical style of football, and that's the kind of coach that he is. And, really, that's the kind of coach that Mike Houston is, too. So I think we're going to see a heavyweight fight in this game coming up on Friday night. And Cincinnati has, as we've talked about before, a terrific high school recruiting base. They have so many players in that city and high school football. In Ohio and in the Cincinnati area is really, really big. And uh, they usually get a lot of linemen just from right there in the city, which is the case again this year. Uh, and they're always big and strong and physical. And they go, you know, throughout the Midwest to get speed. And they've they've got their share of speed, like they had last year as well. So it's going to be a great football game. I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be a sellout, a big stage, on a Friday night under the lights at Nippert. So. Yeah, all the ingredients are there for a great football game and hopefully for a Pirate upset.
4: No doubt. Jeff Charles has been painting it purple quite a bit lately with this football team and even last night with hoops. And, Jeff, uh, I'm not the bearer of bad news. This has been out, so you've probably seen it by now, and you kind of knew it was coming anyway. But uh, the future schedules for East Carolina with the new AAC teams coming in, I know you were absolutely thrilled uh, to see you'd be going to San Antonio, uh A trip to Rice next year, uh, back down to to Florida, Atlantic. So, uh, yeah, you'll get your frequent flyer miles uh, once again next year and the years to come.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that, Clip. And I think until you really see it on paper or in print, people really don't maybe understand. And I think then when you see it, it kind of hits people between the eyes. But this conference is going to change, and it's going to change drastically and you're losing the three big dogs, as we know, Cincinnati and Houston and and UCF, and you're bringing in teams that are not of that caliber. So it's going to change, Um, but you mentioned going to San Antonio. I've never been there in my life, so I actually am kind of interested and excited to come out to San Antonio and and see a game uh, out there and and call a game there in the Alamo Dome. Yeah,
4: the old uh, Spurs arena, right? They play in the Alamo Dome.
0: Yep, absolutely, and – You know, uh, they've done a great job with their program out there. UTSA has has really come on, and I guess you can understand why. They're in Texas, and there are a lot of football players there. But you mentioned the other schools, uh, Cliff, been to Rice uh, a bunch of times back in the old Conference USA days. And Florida Atlantic, of course, we were just there and played in their stadium uh, just a few weeks ago at Boca Raton. And then, uh, you know, over to Charlotte. Know Charlotte well, haven't done a broadcast there uh UAB's got a brand-new, beautiful stadium. When Skip Holtz was here a couple of weeks ago, I asked Skip about that stadium there. He says, you know, it's a terrific venue right in downtown Birmingham. So kind of looking forward to checking that out in a year or two. And uh North Texas is somebody new. We've not been to North Texas. They've not been here. So it's going to change, though, Clip. And I thought the interesting thing that came out of that release from the AAC today is the fact that It's going to be just one division of 14 schools, and the top two schools will play at the end of the year with the uh, regular season standings, will play for the conference championship. So that's what they have decided to do moving forward. So going to be a lot of moving parts with uh, 14 teams in one division.
4: Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, before we let you go, I don't get into too many hypotheticals uh, with you, kind of, stick to the script and uh and talk sports with you but i did throw out a bi-week questionnaire on social media that got a a lot of feedback about you know favorite current pirate favorite all-time pirate all that but my final question was if you could schedule a home and home with a team in football uh who would you like to see on the schedule and and I went with one that we're going to see later in the 2020s, and that's Wake Forest. I think that'd be a, a really fun series right now with the way these two teams play, and hopefully it will be when we finally get to see them on the field. Uh, but, you know, some people kind of went for it all and, and said, you know, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Uh, but how about you, Jeff? If I, if you are, are made scheduling czar for one year and uh, they got your input on it, who's the team uh, – or two that comes to your mind you would like to see a home-and-home home with in football for ECU?
0: You know, I don't know if anybody mentioned this or not, Cliff, but how about USC? Could you imagine the storyline with <laughs> Mitch Riley bringing USC into Greenville to play the Pirates in the future and then going out to the Coliseum and playing Southern Cal, playing Lincoln's team? And that would be at the top of the wish list, I guess. But when you get a little bit more realistic, like you mentioned, I think the Wake Forest the series – home and away would be great. I'd like to see Duke back on the series as well. Uh home and away, uh, that would be good and you know, as long as I have been here, there's always been some talk, maybe a little bit uh hush-hush talk, but you know, East Carolina's never been able to schedule Clemson for whatever reason, mm. and there have been talks about playing a game in Charlotte and that's never happened. But that would be uh, a great game and you know, on a wish list this wouldn't happen, but it would be a great home and home series, but I've always thought somewhere along the line, East Carolina should play Clemson. I think there would be a tremendous interest in that game, so I would also have to put that on the list.
4: I've never really thought about that, Jeff, but you've played, of course, South Carolina, and you play, you've you played all the schools uh, here in North Carolina. You've played Virginia. You've had them here. You've had Virginia Tech here, but you're right. Uh, and, and is that all-time, Jeff? No meetings all-time with Clemson in the history?
0: I think that's correct. Wow. I have to go to the record book and yeah. look for sure, but off the top of my head, I think that may be the case. Hmm. There was some talk at one point, clip, and then it just kind of went away for whatever reason. This was years ago. There was some talk about East Carolina going over to Davidson, and that's another team in basketball. If we want to talk about a basketball yeah. schedule, that, that would be good. But there was talk a, a number of years ago that East Carolina would play, play Davidson at Davidson on a Friday night and then play Clemson on a Saturday in Charlotte. And, boy, that would be really attractive. I know that would get a lot of Pirates fans excited about a doubleheader like that, but it never came to fruition. But, uh, yeah, Clemson and East Carolina playing on the gridiron maybe at some point. Maybe we will live to see that day, although I don't think it's ever happened.
4: Jeff Charles joining us, Pitt Electric live line. Jeff, always enjoy the chat. We will uh, check in with you live from Cincinnati coming up on Friday. So have a safe trip and a great call, and uh, we will talk to you then. Sounds great, Clip. Always
0: enjoy it. Have a good one.
4: All right. Thank you, sir. There's Jeff Charles. And, uh, yeah, that brings up a good point. Like uh, that that home and home with Virginia, I don't know why, but that was one of my favorite ECU games at Dottie Ficklin Stadium, just having Virginia here and the pirates handling business and i think it was like one of those kickoffs that starts in the sunlight and gets darker as the game goes on and i just remember that being an awesome day at dowdy ficklin and east carolina beating the cavaliers here at home of course we returned the trip to charlottesville and they beat us down pretty good
5: yeah i remember because that was on raycom sports i just
4: remember their running back went down the sideline yep on us um but that's that a fun series, that little home and home there. As
5: you and Jeff were talking about it, and, you know, you brought up Duke, you brought up Wake Forest, and then I was – first thing I thought of was our former uh, meetings with Virginia because that was back in my early years, in my young years, and I did uh, really enjoy those those matchups yeah. and stuff, uh, playing the Cavaliers and stuff. And, I mean, we why not – you know, let's talk to Eric Ward. I know he doesn't have much to say in that, but uh, <laughs> it could be uh, an Eric Ward bowl. Uh, of all things.
4: And it was just a quick deal. Hey, home and home. One and one. Uh, I, I would, Why can't we do more of that? Another I, team I, I
5: thought of was, and a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but like, kind of go off a beaten path here. Coastal Carolina, maybe?
4: Yeah. I mean, as good as they've been, I'd like to see them on the schedule.
5: Like go to Myrtle Beach one year. They come to Greenville one year. Maybe meet up in Charlotte one year.
4: Somebody even said Southern Miss. And look, if, if we... If you're going to be one of those people that that looks when NC State and other schools talk down to ECU, then you can't look down on Southern Miss. Uh, Be consistent is all I'm saying. And you might look at it as taking a step down, but I wouldn't mind a a home-and-home in Southern Miss. I mean, look at some of the other schools we play in the non-conference. I would rather see them than Old Dominion for the 12th time. Uh, We got them coming up a whole lot, so I would like to see that. Obviously, I would like to see uh, the ACC schools I mentioned. If we could somehow get into the the Big Ten action with Maryland or Rutgers, that would be cool too, Uh, but just something different. I don't know.
5: Drew makes a good point on Facebook that the UVA um, contract and that relationship probably had a lot to do with Terry. Oh, of course.
4: Yeah, I mean, we played Clemson-Wake Forest – and state here at home in basketball. I don't think an ACC team will ever come to Mingy's again. Ever.
5: I remember Clemson coming here. Now. State, state will definitely
4: never come again. But Clemson, they had little Terrence Oglesby out there shooting threes from half court. And Wake had alfaruk Aminu. A damn dunkathon with uh Aminu, Teague, LD Williams. They were a badass team. Ish Smith, I think. And I want to say ECU was tied at the half, and then Wake won by thirty points. If I remember, and then we first. would meet them in like Greensboro. You remember that?
5: We would have we would play them at Greensboro Coliseum too. I remember.
4: So uh, yeah, Terry got some deals done. It's uh, about some connections. Hey Gilbert, let's get uh, let's get Tennessee here.
6: Uh, that's that was the one that I was thinking of Tennessee. <laughs> um, throw in some action too.
4: You want a little maxion, Shirley? Yeah, who I you, wouldn't mind a little maxion. Who, who you like want? A little toledo little rocket action
6: i a mean I wish, I wish
5: isaiah winstead was here for one more year have a isaiah winstead revenge I, game
4: i ain't gonna be here I for that play
2: I
6: no gonna he's gonna be there. in the nfl they're my boys i don't want to
4: play them uh maybe beat up on northern illinois to repay them for the confer era
6: yes absolutely
4: get them in here
6: throw in a little ball state a little
4: ball state action uh jansen and i saw this team a lot he said include Mississippi State into the convo. I Absolutely. saw that answer quite a bit. That'd be a f- fantastic home and home.
5: Especially in Bay. Like, I would love that in baseball. All right. I don't know why I brought up baseball. I I just, they I, just
4: won the championship a couple of years ago. Yeah. So that's why. But yeah.
6: Mississippi State? well, Ole Miss?
4: I remember playing Ole Miss. Does any other Pirate fan remember this? I hope this is not one of those Mandela effect things. But I remember early 2000s playing Ole Miss here in Greenville in basketball, I want to say on a Sunday afternoon, and beating them in Minji's Coliseum. Can anybody else out there confirm that that actually happened? I just need one confirmation. I don't even want to look it up. I could Google it up right now, but I want one of you out there to tell me that you were there in Minji's that day or either watched it or listened to it and know that ecu beat ole miss at Minji's back in the day i'm pretty sure i was there and it happened uh my i was
5: just laughing at drew's comment we've talked about mississippi state and maybe getting a relationship with them in football
4: and uh drew says on facebook uh comment says that mike leach does love pirates he does he's getting stranger by the day michael hughes says vandy that'd be fun
6: that that would not be a bad idea Although he, they can keep the whistler where he's at.
4: We're talking about football. I know. Drew says, oh, "Drew, you're talking about Marshall Henderson. That was like a few years ago. I'm talking about early 2000s." Jay says 65 to 49. Is that the score of the game I was referring to? Uh, because Jay says they beat us. Hmm.
5: Ole Miss beat us in basketball.
4: Now I got to look it up. Google it up was that here jay said
6: he's got a date
5: january 4th 2004
4: hmm well that would fit the time january 3rd 2004 is what i'm seeing here but that was at old miss 65 to 49 the one i'm talking about was here in granville and the pirates won i want to say so see if we can find that one ecu Ole miss basketball 2003 um i don't know i might have made this up i can't find it we'll see we'll see let's take a break we'll come back i'm gonna do all i can to find this damn game that's my game finding music how far does the schedule go back on the website Uh, oh it cuts off at 05 what do you got chandler Give me some. Um,
5: it says here, eleven twenty four, two thousand two. This yeah. is on. Uh, yep. They. they were, this is on Ole Miss's website. Yeah. It says a loss. Yeah. Fifty eight to sixty five. Sixty
4: five to fifty eight. Sixty five to fifty eight to East Carolina in Minji's, Correct. Yeah. Yes. 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 Three All right. Minutes. I got it. I knew it. Get them back here. Errol Bing, Gabriel McCullough. Uh, stop, Errol. stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop the music, stop everything. Chandler, I will let a lot of stuff go on this show. Quite a few things. You butchering the I names of pirate it. legends I sh- I is one I thing I will that. not allow to happen. I know I should have.
6: Errol Bing! B- B-
4: I'm surprised Shirley has not gotten physically violent. She, I, You handled your, yourself well, Shirley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just was stunned. It's fine. You're not from that era, Chandler. I'm not from that era. I understand it. But that was like nails on a chalkboard hearing you say that about one of my top three all time favorite pirates. I mean, maybe my favorite player. We've had him on the show.
6: That's like calling Rajay Rajay.
4: Ray J. Hurst, Errol Bing, a warrior on the court. That dude was a beast. I loved Errol Bing. I loved Gabriel Mikulas. Loved him. Who else I was said on that, on that name team? Right. You did not say that name right. How did I say it? You went kind of Mikulas, sir. you, you didn't? You, you, you didn't. Was like, I sat here and I looked and I was like,
5: I said, Musa Badian.
6: There were some great (sighs) names on that team. Let's
5: go
4: to break. Let's go to break. Darius Morrow, Shirley. Guy, Shirley, I'm gonna allow a lot of things on this show. God, that was stupid. But you mixing up what is wrong with you? Those errors being off by like eight to ten years. Darius Morrow was 09 ish with Brock Young.
6: You know what? I'm about
4: to leave. I'm walking out. Y'all do the rest of the show. I'm done.
6: Okay, good night everybody. I'm out.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: All right, thank you, Shirley Rose. The man of Chan here. I am Cliff Brock. Last night I hosted uh, Trivia at Emporium for the Young Professionals of Pitt County, and we had a fun night. I asked Bryce Williams some of these during, but I think we were off the air did i ask y'all any questions yesterday all right i'm gonna do it right now and we'll start with a fun one and i'm gonna go to shirley who's our music expert i should give shirley 10 seconds i didn't give them any I, i didn't give them a limit on time but you have more than 10 seconds shirley but name three songs with the word baby in the title go baby
6: baby baby by amy grant uh baby by justin bieber Hit Me Baby One More Time, Britney Spears.
4: Didn't need 10 seconds. Interesting that you went Baby, Baby, Baby by Amy Grant, which I do remember that song. When I came up with the question, the three I came up with were Baby, Baby, Baby by TLC. Oh, that's a good one. Remember that one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Always Be My Baby by Mariah Mariah Carey. And uh, Baby by the Beebs. Yep. So uh, I went with those. Um, But had some interesting answers last night. Bryce had three country songs with baby in them i was pretty impressed it was like dwight yoakam and two people i've never heard of uh but he got those chandler you were uh beta club right national beta club (laughs) get it it right get it right (laughs) this was not a county thing uh chandler i need you to name the three planets in the solar system between earth and uranus oh um venus no
5: saturn yes um saturn uh mars yes and
4: um Shirley, if you remember saved by the bell screech said jupiter um, um, vim, um, vim was how you remember the planets in order uh mars jupiter saturn is correct well done you are indeed a beta clubber yes sir um these are kind of fun all right by Uh, the way girls go to jupiter to get more stupider (laughs) (laughs) i just had to throw that in huh all right which one of y'all can come up with this first are y'all ready yes all right so this is before and after. I'm going to give you two different clues. The answers will go into one another, like LeBron James Harden yeah. or like Shirley Rhodes Scholar. So it could be people. Okay. It could be a thing. Okay. Uh, Chandler, Honeycut The Grass. All right. So first, American chain of casual dining restaurants that serve gourmet burgers and brews second part of the clue is singer of the red two- robin thick wow yeah <laughs> did you already know red robin yeah when you <laughs> say
5: gordon <laughs> made burgers i literally was like red robin and i was like all right we got we got something here with robin and as soon
4: as you said singer i said robin thick <laughs> the, the number one hit in 2013 blurred lines blurred lines uh, another nickname for chandler he is now burger boy <laughs> that was impressive i like i like the specialist by the way the specialist yeah that's cool um all right oh shirley's got to get the phone and this is kind of out of your era and you're not a movie or tv guy all right shirley's back yeah i'm back all right first part 33rd president of the united states i bet you don't know that special boy and second part Academy Award and Golden Globe nominated movie from 1998 starring Laura Linney, Ed Harris, and Jim Carrey in a dramatic role. Oh, God. <laughs> one of my favorite oh, movies. Harry Truman Show. Bang. That's how it's done. Ah. Uh, well uh, done, it Charlotte. It
6: took me a second. I was like, oh, no, I know this one. That was
4: a great movie.
6: It was. It was a very good movie.
4: Great movie. All
6: right. Uh,
4: all right. This is a race. Are y'all ready? Go. White. I don't know what that means.
5: You said it was a race.
4: Oh, I get it. Oh, jeez. The capital of Minnesota. Minnesota! Minnesota! And the star of Ant-Man and This is 40. Minneapolis?
6: St. Paul. Wait. Yeah, St. Paul Rudd.
4: St. Paul Rudd. Well done, Shirley.
6: Because I am a Marvel fan, I've seen Ant-Man like a thousand (laughs) times.
4: Damn you. All right. I got a couple more here go for it the 20th highest selling board game of all time not that, that didn't give you much and an alcoholic beverage with a numerical name sold at stores that was banned by some states in 2010 since then it no longer markets itself as an alcoholic energy drink
6: holy cow Wait, what
4: was the first part the 20th highest selling board game of all time your second clue is an alcoholic beverage With a numerical name sold at stores that was banned by some states in 2010. Now it no longer markets itself as an alcoholic energy drink. We've got our contestants thanking Shirley. Head in hands. Chandler scratching his chin area. They're coming up with nothing here. Steve Hill has chimed in. He already has it. He's playing the home version
6: the only one i can think of that had a numerical name was colt 45
4: ah no no but yeah chandler you have a guess you want me to tell you
6: Mm.
4: Mm. connect for loco
6: Oh! oh! I,
4: was
6: oh! Thinking, I was thinking Monopoly, Operation, oh. Life. <laughs> I was like, Which I can... shoots and ladders. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I
4: can say I've never had a Four loco in good. my life. I,
6: I, I've never had one. Me either. And you said a numerical name, and the, the the only two that popped into my head was Colt 45 and Mad Dog 2020.
4: <laughs> Those yeah. are the
6: only two that I could go, And I was like, board game that has the word Mad Dog in it. <laughs> I was like, this is not connecting with me
4: uh i know they're not a sponsor but Four loco friday could be coming to uh, pirate radio soon where we all drink Four loco all right oh boy uh, i got a couple more go for it uh the body of water that runs through Pitt county and the cw show based on the characters from the archie comics
6: Tar uh, Her- riverdale
5: I i got Tar river i just didn't know, i had no idea what the
6: second one was
4: riverdale
6: my niece is a huge fan of that show that's the only reason i knew about it
4: all right uh the last one is um the head football coach of the ecu pirates and the 2022 world series champion, mike Houston. mike, yeah.
6: Yeah. mike Houston Astros. i got you shirley
4: <laughs> gotcha <laughs> good job contestants you will almost a clean sweep i only missed two of them i got the first one you'll walk away oh, yeah, the first one. with Red Robin nothing thick. but we do have a giveaway uh oh
6: here's here's one for you
4: okay, okay. Uh, what you got
6: no, no, no! I just a trivia question. What you got?
5: You're getting me ready for tonight at AJ's.
6: Who sang the theme song to Three's Company?
4: Three's Company to Come on, Alan, knock on my door. Alan Come Dicks. on, knock on my door. Alan Thicke sang a lot of those songs. Was Alan Thicke,
6: you are correct. <laughs>
4: and i know alan thick i know that because robin
6: thick's father a
4: character on uh a podcast i listen to comedy bang bang a comedian goes on as alan thick sometimes and sings new songs uh
6: Come on, knock on my door. Come Come on, knock on my
4: door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you.
6: Where the towels say hers and hers and and his, three's company company
4: two. Wham, 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 wham. All right, for tuning into that segment, we'll make you a winner right now (laughs) and open up. And the show's over. Uh, Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. You're not a winner.
7: Booty, 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 booty
6: everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere.
4: Alright, uh, Shirley, what are we giving away today?
6: $10 gift card to Familia.
4: Oh man, I not have to, I've been on a Familia Fast for about three weeks. I gotta end that. I need to get back there. $10 to Familia can be yours. Uh what caller do you want? Six. Alright, caller six, three one seven-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. <laughs>
6: Welcome back. Congratulations to Jeff Dofer of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's great New York style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine in or takeout, make Familia your go to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: All right. Thank you, Shirley talked about a moment ago uh some home and homes you would like to schedule in football see east carolina face and uh mention southern miss go back to the rock bring back a a pretty good rivalry red beard says we don't have enough welfare money to get southern miss here hey little current events little little brett father of current events uh humor there didn't get many chuckles from Studio B. Shirley walked away, and Chandler just gave me a death stare. So, uh, Red Beard. Sorry, man. Didn't get many laughs on that one here. I would give uh, Wes Hines laugh.
0: Was I supposed to give
6: him Was I supposed to give him a rim shot?
4: You're no you're, you're not supposed <laughs> to do anything. I mean if it's worthy of a rim shot, you can. If it's not Go for it. it's not.
1: Dude. dude. <laughs> give him a dude. dude.
4: I saw gear short yesterday and I said
1: dude. Dude. Dude.
4: What what was he saying dude in reaction to there? Uh, I remember. Panthers. Chandler remembers it was to chandler saying the panthers would what? scratch out eight or nine wins and make the playoffs dude make, make the playoffs yeah by the way playoffs. steve hill is blowing me up <laughs> I, I hate to even bring this up I, shirley and steve y'all can take this off air if you want shirley i'm just giving you what he's telling me he said alan thick wrote a, bu- a bunch of those theme songs rest in peace alan thick did not sing the theme song to three's company it was, Ooh. he says it was Ray Charles, not that one. So I guess another one.
5: Ray Charles.
4: This is the final say I have on this topic. If Shirley and Steve want to continue this beef, you can, but I will not be the facilitator for it.
5: You'll be at uh, AJ's at 8 o'clock, Shirley, if you want to go and beat him up.
4: <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it?
5: Shirley just like stomps in there, <laughs> picks up a chair.
4: <laughs> I got you, Ray Charles. I got you, Ray Charles. <laughs> can you see me now? <laughs> I'm gonna send you to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. All right, that's all the Ray Charles references I got. You know, he's a really good actor, Jamie Fox.
5: Yes, he is, and hey, he played Ray Charles very well. He is
4: really good at anything he does. Uh, comedic on um what was it, Shirley, in Living Color back in the day. In Living who, Color. Who, who was it again? Jamie, Jamie Fox.
6: Fox. Yes, in Living Color. Yes,
4: um he was awesome. Because he there. did
6: three snaps in a circle hated it with alan greer
4: i feel like he did uh, uh david allen dag david yeah
6: david allen you greer. also
5: need to look up uh he was on jimmy fallon and they do the will of uh music or whatever where they impress- oh he's really
4: good at music
5: he presses a button they give you a artist to impersonate in a song and man jamie fox is just an absolute talent because he sounds just like the artist and can sing the song as well
4: uncle Wanda scott says I, I yeah i was trying to think of another like female character he played or whatever uh but he was good in that song with twista the um listen also, to some marvin gay also From luther vandross a little Anita would definitely set, set this, this party off right, right? yeah gold digger oh yeah he's yeah. that he's in that too he, he uh, uh sang a song
6: with uh t-pain called alcohol
4: Ah, uh, blame uh, it on uh, the, uh, the uh, 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 alcohol. Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. Um, God, that was that was tough, Jeff. That was a tough listen, right there. Blame Jeff. it on the. All right, we got it. We got it. On the. Shirley has Shirley been looking up singer is, of Three it's, like
5: it's
6: like she's doing. Horror. I am.
5: Well, there is smoke
4: well, coming up from the keyboard.
6: Here, here's the thing. Number one, and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying virus. to. um... <laughs> I'm trying to verify this. Um, the notion of him singing the Threes Company song came from the fact that he mentioned he sang the song twice in an interview.
2: Okay.
1: And
6: that's where that came up from. But uh, he is being given credit to writing the theme song to Facts of Life. So I'm trying to um, verify that. All right. So. Wait, why does this guy look so familiar?
4: Who? Alan Thicke. Because he was in Pains, man. He was in Growing Pains. Yeah, He's in Pains. Nah, He
5: was in something else other than that. Not
6: really. Married with Children. He was in The Outer Limits. Seven. Heaven. Married with Children? What yes, was he, he in? was in an episode.
4: Oh, an oh, episode? Oh, three
6: episodes as Henry and, or Bruce. Hmm. Um, he was also uh, in Yes, Dear. He was an uh, actor on Bold and the Beautiful. How I Met Your Mother. Tosh.0.
4: <laughs> okay all right Enough. i mean the
6: guy there. the guy's been around fuller house
4: but he's known for
6: being uh the dad
4: on uh growing pains right
6: something Seaver. i forgot what his first name was it was uh, not tom no and i wanted to say mike Seaver, but i wait was that was that kirk cameron's um character's name or was that the dad's name
4: we'll never know john says chandler is way too young to know what growing pains is chandler doesn't know a tv show that's on right now there's no way he knows what growing pains is although i will say chandler is an old soul he, he is. is he'll he's, surprise he's a, you he
6: will surprise you with his knowledge of music
4: with some old uh some old stuff
5: and i take pride in that he was in some sort of commercial
4: oh yeah probably so yeah oh well he was i feel like he was on one where he talked about consult your doctors
6: Yes. Yes. Alright, that's, that's exactly it. I, that's yeah. it. For yes. CCS Medical. Yeah. Exactly delivery. where I see this guy. That's exactly where I all see right.
4: this. All right. So Shirley, he's like, is that everybody else is like, is that the guy from Growing Pains, uh, Married with Children, all these other shows? Chandler's like That's the guy from the infomercial. That's the
0: guy
2: from the Infomercial. Jason I'd wake Siever. up at like three or four in the morning and I'd be like, Who is that guy?
5: And sure enough it was Alan Thick. I want to see Alan Vick so bad. Okay,
6: here we go. Thick had a successful career as a TV theme song composer, often collaborating with his then wife, which included themes to the popular sitcoms Different Strokes and Facts of Life. But he did not sing um, the theme song to Three's Company, but he had he said he did it in a couple of TV interviews, which is why i thought that he had done it so and you're right it's the other ray charles is that a guy that um sang the theme song
5: it wasn't
4: the ray
6: charles no not the ray charles it was
4: the other in fact his first name was other ray (laughs) charles (laughs) troidy says facts of life and silver spoons greatest shows of the 80s
6: Mm, silver spoons was good i wouldn't call it the greatest show of the 80s but it was a good one
4: we'll have that argument coming up thursday right here on pirate radio live along with uh kevin monroe touchdown tony collins and more uh we'll get you ready for ecu and cincinnati and uh play those interviews instead we started to do trivia and alan thick talk
5: and I enjoyed every single bit of it.
4: I did too. Because and I'm so glad I figured out where I knew Alan, where Alan Thick. We was figured from. out a lot of stuff today. We answered a lot of questions. It was a yeah.
6: It was a it was a uh, distributor for diabetes medical supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he. Found, His most famous credit. <laughs> that's where Chandler figured out who Alan Thick was.
4: All right, I enjoyed it, that's people.
6: Fantastic.
4: We will see you Thursday, three o'clock on an all new edition. Of Pirate Radio Live. For
1: sure. And Chan, I'm Clip. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live. An exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.